Last week on Glee Boot, we got what we're all pretty sure is Marley's last storyline ever. They went to nationals. They had a pretty good performance. Will decided Sam was the leader because he was the nearest straight white male. And Tina made a really hilarious face about it. That's what you missed on Glee Boot. Yeah, seconds before Cullen does these intros, we try to, you know, brainstorm what we're going to talk about in that. And I literally could not conjure a single thought because that episode, totally gone. gone. I think what you mean is you brainstorm because my <laughs> brain is completely blank every single week. New show, new show. Yep, Who yep, is it's a blank slate. <laughs> it's like when Cassie was on the tabs, who's writer? Who is you? <laughs> Who is Marlon? Uh, yeah. Gleeboot. So yeah, welcome back to Gleeboot, the show where uh, we get drunk and talk about rebooting Glee. I'm Cullen, and I feel very good looking today. So you're welcome, world. Um, <laughs> Visual media. Visual yes. media. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear it in my voice. Yeah. I'm Alyssa, which I never say. I usually just say Alyssa. Uh huh. Because you're anti the I'm Melissa because it comes out people yes. are like oh Melissa. No. You're like no. <laughs> Um, honestly, I, I will never forget that. Uh, I'm, and I'm Hannah. I feel neutral about my appearance today. <laughs> Although my hair is really soft. That's something. It looks good. Medium. It looks good. <laughs> and today we have a very special guest, a crossover from, you know, a pillar of the Glee podcasting community, uh, Glee on the Rocks. Um, we have B. Hey, everyone. Oh, my God. Pillar of the Glee podcasting community. That's just, just like <laughs> such an um, honor. And my cat, Hot Maya, cat. is also on the mic, apparently. Hello. Um, I kicked you out of here. What <laughs> um, I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Um, love Glee Boot. I feel like you guys are my people. Just like listening to your podcast. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. They are correct in everything they say and do. So um, can't wait to talk about this one with you guys, especially because season five, of course, is where I kind of fell off watching it the first time. And you guys are all kind of watching it for the first time or several of you, right? So yeah. it's like, yeah. it felt new when I was watching it. I was like, I don't remember any of these plot lines or any of these songs. So it's cool to um, be in that space because so much of Glee, like I felt like I memorized because I was yeah. such a fan back in the day, you know, it was like, I could probably like quote it with the sound off, but so <laughs> it's cool to be, yeah, to, to do an episode that is, feels fresh. So yeah. Part of the lost seasons as we lost like seasons, yes. Yeah. Season five, especially has like no identity really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what's happening. It's like, there's, it's just like a series of events. Like there's nothing yeah. really they're building towards. And it's like, it's kind of understandable because of the tragedy um the writers basically had like five minutes to recalibrate the rest of the show yeah. um yeah. so it's understandable but it is disorienting to watch yeah. yeah definitely especially because this you know this episode being the 100th episode and on the glee wiki comes through with the facts that like ryan ian and brad all right wrote this one together and yet oh, really interesting. nothing happened it was interesting yeah yeah, and but audience members got to vote on the songs yes, that were featured. Yes, I remember that, right. Oh. So we as a society are to blame for this. <laughs> we did this okay. to ourselves. Because I was going to say, they picked some weird choices, but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
so do you want to briefly talk about like your journey with Glee and kind of Glee on the Rocks, which I'm pretty sure I listened to some of the first episodes of Glee on the Rocks and I was mulling over the idea of creating Glee Boot. So I was you like, are me- our oh. pillar. Wait, you guys had no idea. This is so fun. Okay, yeah. wait, that makes me so happy. We're so right. linked. Love it. No, it's perfect. Like I said, I could tell you guys are my people when I was listening to the podcast. So this <laughs> totally makes sense. We're like cousins. Um, yeah. So Glee on the Rocks started years and years ago. I actually was a huge fan of the podcast before I started as a host um, because the three original hosts, um, one of whom has left, the other two are still there. I digress. Um, We were all fans of Glee, like on Glee Tumblr together back in the day, like when the show was airing. Very invested, you know, like behind the scenes. uh, like being a staying up all night I'm trying to say like the when they were ice skating like Darren and Chris were ice skating for that one song like stayed up all night for the news and um, you know we were watching the breakup be filmed and it was just like really a huge part of our lives at the time and um, so they started Glee on the Rocks to kind of I always say it feels like therapy and I think it is like just going back through each episode and talking about like what it felt like then what we think now like how our perceptions have changed over time like the fandom response to different things which was especially interesting like going through season like three um and like the box scene project and things like that I'm not sure if you guys are familiar um, but just like how the fans interacted with the show and how the show kind of talked back to the fans. Um, I just recently, we did an episode where Brittany talks about like the lesbian blogger community yes. or whatever. And it's just like digs at the fans, you know? So, um, it's been very therapeutic to, um, be a host. So I joined as a host in season three and, um, we are, yeah, just kind of what you guys are doing breaking down every episode, but we try to like take time to think about the fan response and like look at what people were talking about on Twitter at the time and like how some of the things have um lasted and also not lasted over the years held up I should say not held up over the years Mm -hmm. um especially like season four we're getting into um unique and um how the show is handling like gender nonconformity and yeah it's really therapy so I, do you guys feel like that when you do Glee Boot that you're kind of like working through some issues? Because that's always what I feel like. I mean, I feel like it's a show that you you can't watch and not discuss. Right. You know. Yeah. You know. Yes. Uh, I like I watch Riverdale. I'm behind, but like that's a show that like I watch. And I'm like, okay, I need to process what just <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> um, so I think when I finished when we finished season three, I wrote like. I think the website says it takes 45 minutes to read like this huge <laughs> blog post where I ranked every single Riverdale character up until that point. Whoa. And now this show is totally different. I just went to Paley Fest and I met the cast, not like met, but like they were there doing a panel. Yeah. And like we watch an episode and like people are like possessed by witches and have superpowers and I'm here for it. But I'm like, <laughs> what happened? Like the new villain has mind control powers. Um, I feel like that would be very similar to someone who like was a fan of Glee for the first like just like up until like season two season three then they went to paley fest and saw the cast and they watched an, uh, like a season five episode and were like what <laughs> like, i'm sure it's pretty similar minus all the supernatural stuff yeah a similar very similar reaction. and the lesbian blogger community the right the choney fans so cheryl and tony right. 
the young lesbians, they were out in full force. Like half the audience questions were about Choni. When will mm. they get back together? Like I was traumatized when they broke up. And you no, know, it's really kind of cute to see that like, because they're kids. So that's why I'm thinking cute, not in like a condescending mm-hmm. way. Like they're literally like 14. But like Wait. the like how like Britannia resonated with people and how Choni resonates with people. But also like, it makes me think of how like we need to do so much better because I feel like a lot of these teen lesbian couples and shows are very toxic yes and mm-hmm. I'm like these kids idolize them and it's great that they have this representation and I'm not saying like Finchel was super healthy or something but like <laughs> we need to like do better at like creating couples that you know conflict needs to exist because it's a show but like that you know, maybe don't start out where one is convincing them that it's not cheating because it's with girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, you know, such a thing about like Glee's fans talking to the show and the show talking back, you know, Britannia wouldn't even exist if the fans hadn't really been up in arms about it. I think yeah. that was really going to be just like a throwaway joke. Um, yeah. That <laughs> Brittany and Santana have sex or whatever. Um and then wow season six they come full circle so i don't want to spoil it i just remember you guys haven't watched it you probably already know but it's okay. I, I, I they know get the happy the ending i'll just say that i don't think that's a spoiler <laughs> because pretty much everybody gets their happy ending because it's glee yeah except for tyke justice for tyke i don't actually remember they might get together too i, don't think so. yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think we do get to see matt who got spider eggs in his ears in the last episode so are you serious mm-hmm. What? Matt's sack. Matt spider eggs in his ears. What? Wow. Did he ever speak? He had. I used to be just another football player. Um, they brought him back. You know what? I shouldn't judge. But he left the school. You know what? I shouldn't judge. It's whatever. It's fine. (laughs) So, um, definitely check out Glee on the Rock, listeners. I'm sure you love it. Um, Did you take the BuzzFeed quizzes? I did. Those are fun. I've never taken them before. Neither um, have we. We took our boyfriend, but we don't know what character we are. You don't we know just what character you are. Assigned okay. our characters. Yeah. And I'm and I'm happy with that. Um, for character, I got Quinn. Everyone gets Quinn. We have Everyone so does. Quinn. Okay. Quinn and Finn. I was like, am I emotionally unstable? I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe. Do um, the writers of the world hate me? <laughs> it's like, you know, Quinn's basically, they project everything onto her. So everyone can be Quinn because Quinn is all things. Um, but it was very like on point for this episode because Quinn has like a storyline where she can't confront her past. And so I was like, oh. Um, <laughs> You're like, how? Also, right. I was like, oh. I'm also, you know, an ex evangelical. So maybe, maybe there's some, there's some, some there. parallels. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe I should have a skank phase. I'll put that on my on my to do list. Why not? Um, and then for a boyfriend, I got Sam, which is sweet. He's he's fine. We love Sam. I'm, I'm also he's Sam. also my boyfriend. Yeah. So oh, I love it. Perfect. We do get a, a lot of people get Sam, but I feel like that's like a good answer. Yeah. 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 yeah you could get Artie. Like me. <laughs> yeah. So there's nothing toxic about Sam. Other ones maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. Or, Party. Yeah. Yeah. Um not a good boyfriend to anyone, is what I'm trying to say. No. I saw that he got last place 
in the polls. Yeah, in our when I voted on nerd, it was Styles, Ben Grossman, Artie last. So he That's did even worse because Rachel was the first Glee character not to win the poll, but Artie mm. was the first to lose. Um, ooh. Yeah. So speaking of which, our theme this week is bad boys. We have Jake Puckerman of Glee. Mm-hmm. We have Bash uh, from Rain. Um, and we have Damon Salvatore from Vampire um, Diaries. Hmm. So as usual, so I would marry Bash because he may be a bastard, but he still has royal blood and he's actually pretty nice. Um, I would fuck Jake because he's hot, um, but I would make him wear a condom because he has slept around a lot. Um, <laughs> and I would uh, murder Damon because vampires make me uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, hmm. that's tricky i'll pull up the picture let's say of bash of all of them okay Hmm. i think i actually have the same answer don't love damon salvatore as a character from the very little that i have seen the show don't know anything about rain but this guy looks pretty yummy he's got sweet eyes and you know what? Noah Puckerman, he's got great abs. Not Noah Puckerman. Oh my God. Jake Puckerman. <laughs> oh, oh no. He's got great abs. <laughs> Noah Puckerman is a monster. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be different this week. I'm going to go ahead and marry Damon and uh, pester him until he makes me a vampire so mm-hmm. I can make Colin uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no other reason. <laughs> um, and I'm going to probably smash Damon and kill Jake because yeah, there's not really any other reason other than I feel like Damon is more my type. That's it. Mm-hmm. Although Jake's okay. really good at dancing. But yeah. he was horrible to Marley. So maybe I'm on the get revenge for Marley train. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to meet, or not meet, I saw Erin Westbrook, who's on Riverdale now, and I, and they mentioned her being on Glee. And I was like, you were Brie. Thankless role. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. I forgot I was about just that. like, wait, Brie. They're, they're she's about, like gone yeah in the show already she was there for yeah. four episodes she was there yeah. and like so prominent and then just like gone they're, they're talking about doing musical numbers on riverdale and she's like yeah i came from glee and i'm thinking like the only musical number you had was when you were like uh my name ain't baby it's janet miss jackson if you're nasty slap <laughs> yep <laughs> it really prepared her though yeah <laughs> What's fun about this is I have no frame of reference. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Vampire Diaries. I've never seen Rain. And I'm also a huge lesbian, so I will just take a stab. Um, I'll take a stab. Uh, I know Jake the most, so I guess I'll have to marry him. At least I know what I'm getting into with him. True. Um, and just totally guessing off of their pictures. Um, I'm like, do I want to? Would I want to 
What's, like, what's a vampire like in bed? Like, that's like this question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I didn't see Breaking like, Dawn part one. So, Twilight vampires, know. right? I'm like, Twilight vampires, hmm, might hurt you if you try to have sex with them. Um, not intentionally, unintentionally kill you. Um, okay, so I'm going to say um, smash, bash, and kill Ooh. David. Just kidding. Nice. I, yeah, I don't know what I'm getting into with that. Probably better to just, you know. Yeah, circumvent that whole situation. Um, bad nice. boy, though, interesting for um for Bash. He looks, he does, he has very. Who said he had kind eyes? Yeah, he I does did, not yeah, look he, like he would be a bad boy. Right? It's kind of like uh, it's like a secret bad boy because you yeah. just wouldn't yeah. expect it. It's He's like, got like floppy hair. Like that's not the bad boy do. It's like the 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 plot twist because it's like she's engaged to his half brother who's like the crown prince. Gotcha. Mm. And he's like the bastard. So it's like the edgy option. Oh, so he's like tortured. Yeah. His mom mom is the mistress who smothered the queen's babies. Yeah. Jesus. Complicated. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, So what are we drinking today? I've got some boxed. Uh, red wine from Trader Joe's. In Amazing. honor of April Rhodes, lover of exactly. boxed wine. <laughs> Love her. Uh, I've got a Tobo Chico hard seltzer. Yes. I bought Trulies uh, specifically for this and then decided that I didn't want any sugar. Like they're mm. really sweet. They're really good, but they're really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead I made myself what I believe is called a Jamaican breeze, which is vodka, grapefruit juice and cranberry juice. Mm. So it's, mm. it's like a nice tart drink which is definitely more along the lines of what I was craving, so. Nice. I'm having one of Alyssa's Trulies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, we're here to talk about the 100th episode of Glee, uh, named uh, 100 after the CW show, The 100. Um, <laughs> uh-huh, that makes yeah. sense. Um, stuff happens in it, let's think. What are our storylines? We have Saving the Glee Club. We have Rachel and Mercedes doing their 27th trillion diva off. Um, We have uh, Quinn and Puck getting together and Santana and Brittany. Yeah, that's basically it, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to put like you say, saving the Glee Club in my my mind is blank, like still. Um, that's what yeah. the April Holly all that yeah oh yeah okay, April okay. Holly's shoe they didn't just show up because it's the hundred episode because I feel like that's what happened <laughs> also because of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well at the beginning he's like a hundred lessons and I was like you counted how many lessons you gave no you didn't it's just the hundred episode <laughs> yeah no because also like including like nationals and sectionals and stuff. And yeah. sometimes there weren't actual lessons that wouldn't be lessons. right. <laughs> <laughs> Zero effective lessons. Exactly. Let's do it this way. Okay. Santana and Brittany. Brittany uh, feels like she's just can't be creative. You know, she's just doing math all day. She's uh, being tested on and I was partially right. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, I was right. She is being tested on. Because they were like giving her numbers and she's just like, I don't know, six. And they're like, and they're like, gave her some like random math problem. And I kind (laughs) of wanted to do it to see if the answer was actually six. 
but I didn't. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Someone else can do that. Yeah. I thought about that. I was like, you know what the writers probably did? They typed in a random number times yeah. six. Uh-huh. <laughs> they wrote that. Yep. That's exactly what it was. They did have her connected to so many wires she was like living in a habitat yes (laughs) so my theory was that she wasn't actually a genius that she was like another level of intellect either good or bad according to these MIT people and they wanted to study how that worked so like but I think she is like an accidental genius that kind of seems to be what the threat is but they are definitely testing on her and I was like that's horrible I don't think they do that to normal MIT students no i don't think so i worked there i didn't see any signs of testing (laughs) confirmed we had someone on the inside myth busted (laughs) so yeah so she's can't feels like she can't be creative and santana's like well like you need to you know you love to dance like that's part of you you know um so let's reunite the unholy trinity you me and quinn because yeah, everyone's in town because they're talking about the Glee Club falling apart. And these characters can very easily drop their lives at the drop of a hat. Um, mm-hmm. So then they do Toxic. Which concerns me because that was picked. Yep. Well, okay, so was this whole like, what song should we redo? Or like, what songs do you love? We, we like, do. It's perfectly redo. Okay. That's okay. So it doesn't, better, it doesn't concern me as much. Maybe yeah. it's because they're like, edit shoe out. I think that was yes. maybe what they were thinking. Um, okay. Okay. That's less concerning. Other choices though, still concerning. Like this context for toxic makes a lot more sense than the last time. Yeah. Like these yeah. characters singing it. Um, the choices they made, though, like these adult women in their high school cheerleading outfits being uh-huh. sexy. Um, and then on the other side, in these their, adult like, women in like lingerie dancing. With like in against the- steamy glass. It's like cell block tango, but with yes. glass in front. I That's what I thought. It's just. But something happens this episode that makes you wonder, like, was that also real or just a fantasy? Because things Mm. that I have thought in the past were fantasies have been confirmed to be real this episode. Well, I I took this one as a fantasy just because her stupid boyfriend, Biff, which is the worst (laughs) name imaginable. (laughs) He's also probably like Biff something the third. So that makes it worse. Macintosh. Yeah, Biff Macintosh the third. I had to write it down because it was so ridiculous. Colin and I watched the episode and I was like, Quinn needs to like stop picking men with terrible names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she needs so to true. just, all of the men she dated have terrible names. And I think there's a correlation there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's quit. We'll get to Quinn. Um, but so they do toxic and Brittany's like, I was off by a half 17th step or something and Santana's like no you were amazing and then Brittany is out on the their outdoor patio that they have this Ohio public school um, <laughs> with people dressed in chess outfits it's the um, chess club apparently the chess club. and she's like having them board. Yeah. yeah she's having them recreate this like famous chess match 
to unwind. That was just the craziest thing to me. I was like, she's, she's a test subject and they like brainwashed her, I guess, to only like analytical things. I don't know. But it's not even, they're not even playing chess. They're recreating a chess match. But Kiki is there. Kiki's back and Kiki is playing. I do love Kiki. I feel like my theory is they found those chess outfits in like some back like closet somewhere. And they're like, we gotta like bust these out. These are too good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what is the point of recreating that? Like, it's not like she's trying to like reverse engineer it or anything. I don't like know. beat the computer no she's just no. like she's just like let's reenact this that's that's the only creativity she has <laughs> which is <laughs> actually kind of sad but very sad which made me think of two things one that I was in chess club in high school oh <laughs> yeah Amazing. I, I ended up as the president only because vice president because everyone else graduated but mm-hmm. I was more of like a glorified babysitter for like the mm-hmm. underclassmen I just like right. made sure they didn't fight because I like couldn't I couldn't care less about chess by the time I was like a senior <laughs> high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still showed up to all the meetings yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, it also made me think of every once in a while, I remember that LARPing exists. Yes. And I'm like, I want to do that. That sounds fun. And I like, there's this huge LARP near LA, but I start reading the rules and I'm like, wait, it's I start intense. thinking about the people that are going to be there, their thoughts on like women. And mm. then I keep thinking about like all the rules and I'm like, hmm, you know, I think what I really want to do is host a murder mystery dinner party. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I want to play pretend, but I don't want to like fight. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ten, 10 out of 10 recommend a murder mystery party. But I want back up. What is the rule about LARPing that like turned you off? Like what could well, they like they're I'm like just, okay, like I'm imagining so many things. Sex. Like they're like, okay, don't run at and charge at someone. Like don't okay. like, don't hit for the face, don't hit for the crotch, like all these things. But it does make me think like these rules exist because people do those things. People do. <laughs> and they and you were gonna and they had to stop them. And like mm-hmm. like they're like, it's and they're like it's very fighting. You could be attacked at any time. And I'm like It'd be cool to do, like, I guess one fight, like, one battle. But, like, really, yeah. I just want to, like, explore and, like, play. I just want to play pretend yeah. as an adult, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's a murder. <laughs> what I'm thinking of is a murder mystery dinner party. Yes. <laughs> or, like, an immersive experience where, like, they, like, have part of the woods and, like, Nancy Drew or the Hardy Boys or, like, Riverdale, yes. like, you know, like, mm-hmm. do a mi- solving a mystery. Like, that could be fun. But, like, I don't want to have to, like, fight. No, yeah. I think you should look at a Renaissance fair if there's one near you. There is and, one near me, yeah. And an escape room that's highly themed. Oh, I think both fun. of those things would be up your alley. Yeah, I do love escape rooms. And yes, Renaissance I love fairs, an escape room. They're all, I've they're, never been I, to one, but it seems like they're fun. You, know, you could play pretend if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, they're fun. I, I'm always slightly confused, but I usually have a good time. Yeah. It's like all my brothers slightly confused in, in the escape nobody's charging out here i fell Crouch. on my face <laughs> oh my god oh no it's like bam oh, no. no one was there to see it because i was moving from one room to another and apparently <laughs> the camera didn't even catch it it was yeah well, <laughs> did you finish the escape room you were like we did were we did like, oh, yes but, nice. um, <laughs> there's no evidence that this happened so no. either you're relieved or sad <laughs> um i got both 
because it was really funny and it's fun to talk about but then I feel like people don't believe me because there's no pictures and no one else saw it she just wants attention so she's gonna lie about an escape room I'm gonna slap you (laughs) no but like why would you lie yeah that's the thing because that would just be silly I'm an Alyssa escape room truther I believe you (laughs) my new campaign Amazing. So, has like you love to dance, and then uh, oh God, how we got on escape. Like, yeah, that's what I'm here for. To, like, bring the tangent, us back with no also, explanation. Cullen did a very good job of explaining what this this episode is. It's just hmm. a series of scenes with musical numbers, and nothing really ties together. Yes. So this episode is gonna have a lot of tangents because it's like, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like not a- like where there's like a nationals we can really stick our teeth into that or like yeah. men telling Santana how to feel about being lesbian. We can really like discuss that. But like, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is just it's like, so- a, it's like a jukebox episode in a jukebox show. Like, it's yes. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Like, it's like even the, the songs make less and less sense. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the theme of this season is shoehorned in musical numbers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There are about two numbers that I think make sense this episode. And we're about to get to one of them. Yes. So Santana, like Puck's going to do something and Santana stands up and it's like, I'd like to uh, honor the time-honored <laughs> tradition of this glee club of hijacking it into basically a personal intervention and yes. make everyone watch that. and I'm like that yeah that was so good because it's so true yes. <laughs> um and she's like we're gonna do Valerie from sectionals great number my friend Tierney who's been on the podcast just did Valerie at karaoke yes and I was singing like in the crowd doing that bop 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 that they do in the glee cover yes um, I love I, that I elected to sing California Girls um makes sense choice. yeah um and I was like I really hope they don't put the rap part in they did I did it it's oh, fine no. Whoa. <laughs> where's the video evidence of that <laughs> don't believe it. that's what I want to see yeah so like they're doing Valerie, Santana and Brittany are dancing. Mike is like dancing and he comes out, he's dancing. Jake is like, I'm the new dancer. And he comes he pulls out, Jake out yeah. <laughs> and they're just dancing. Um, it's fun. It's a good song, good yeah. number. And it does actually make sense to like remind Brittany yes. about like how she used to be and what she loves. Um, so you building on the show's history in a positive way. Um, mm-hmm. Then we kind of, they're like chilling in the choir room. Like, I think they're eating churros. That's what I was wondering. It's like, it's either something like deep fried stuff with cheese or it's a churro. I couldn't quite tell because the one that Brittany was holding looked like there was cheese in it, but Santana looked like she was holding a churro. I don't know. That's a mystery that we'll never solve. (laughs) And uh, Santana is like, you know, like you love to dance. You need to go out. You need to date people. You need to go have fun can't just be a robot and then Brittany's just kind of like I'm really happy with you you know like you make me have fun and she kisses her and Santana is like you know like I can't do this you know we've been Mm -hmm. here I can't do this and Brittany's like I'm sure your girlfriend's great I'm sure she sang skyscraper to a ghost once (laughs) but um she like I'm better you know and so and that's kind of the note 
they she end up. She was kind of sassy. She was like, I'm here if you want me. I'm here when you want me. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Cause it's literally like, like you make me feel alive and Santana's like, I have worked so hard to get rid of you or to get rid of yeah. you, get over you. I'm tripping yeah. over all my words. Um, but like the, I think the one thing that really got me is, is kind of like Brittany's kind of Brittany's attitude was like, normally we're like, oh, she's like the most like emotionally intelligent person, but mm-hmm. she seems really different because it feels, it feels like Santana is the one who's really trying to like lay down the law, which seems a little different, like a role reversal. Not that that's bad. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. It did kind of feel out of nowhere for Brittany because her plot was about like not being herself and then to suddenly be like, I'm here if you want me. Well, yeah, also we I'm myself seen her when I'm ages. with you. Yeah. yeah. That was so, also crazy. It did come out of nowhere. Yeah. Maternity We've seen leave. Santana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like her progress with her girlfriend, and like, but Brittany, we really have no basis for. So, yeah, we just found out about all this stuff like this episode. So, it is, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, um, it's a strange one, not bad, just strange. Yeah, it definitely felt like, like we need to give the Britannia people something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it was for sure because like classically they want to couple everybody up all the time so i feel like mm-hmm. they're always like hmm who okay, Brittany needs to be coupled up with someone to like wrap up her storyline it's just constant all the time yeah that, like nobody can be single but also no one can stay together <laughs> they've got to yeah. be constantly breaking up and making up the different combinations mm-hmm. um yeah but that sucks because so much of glee has been like infantilizing Brittany to the point where like she <laughs> failed her senior year and had to repeat it she was literally like writing on her test with crayon and all this stuff and it's like okay now she's this super genius which i mean okay um but then you're gonna go back to like giving her a romantic storyline yeah instead of something with more substance it's just like kind of exhausting because i felt like Brittany was such a like throwaway joke character for mm-hmm. so long like to a detrimental point like, like what's the one about like being probed by an alien or something like yeah. a sexual assault joke mm-hmm. and now that. we've come around to her actually having substance and yet now she's gonna like repeat old patterns and she can't have Santana right now because Santana has a girlfriend and like it just sucks yeah, yeah. reductive for the show's sake yeah again yeah, because it is, Brittany was just a joke character until, like, towards halfway through season two, they're like, I guess she'll be, like, a romantic lead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then that just requires something different. And then, so now they, so then it just creates more plot holes because when Brittany's just a background character who lives this insane life, it's like, okay, whatever. But, like, yeah. now we need to make it make sense. And, mm-hmm. like, her to graduate and, like, do things. I don't know why they didn't just turn Fondue for Two into, like, a super successful, like, YouTube show. Like, that's why. Yeah. Just let her yep. be an influencer. I think that would have been spot on. Like, it just feels like they're playing it for jokes again that she's super smart. Mm-hmm. Because in this, yeah. this episode, like, she's not doing the research. She's being researched upon. Like, that's yeah. kind of mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah. 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 Oh, there is a Fondue for Two thing. Yes, um, I loved that. Let's... <laughs> Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's do Quinn. 
the quack storyline. Quack. quack. <laughs> uh, it sounds like cock because we hate it. Um, or pin. I hate them both. Because, it, because it was invented probably by an incel. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, Puck is like, I'm in the military now. Like, I'm cool. I'm living this legacy, whatever. Uh, and then he, he's like, I put my past behind me. And then he sees Quinn. Um, and it's like, oh my gosh, she still dresses like she's from 1957. Except uh, now she's wearing pearls all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like regressed, weighed, like. She's like super early Quinn. Yeah. Caricature of early Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, love that. Um, and he's, so he's all like excited to see her. And then there's a tickle attack um, from I Biff. hate that phrase. I hate it. <laughs> but that is exactly what happens. Oh, uh, God. A tickle attack. Ooh. From Biff McIntosh. Presumably the third. The third. <laughs> Definitely the third. <laughs> Definitely descended from racists. Um, Definitely. Yeah. His family planted the first Macintosh apple trees. Um, and so sure. every time you eat an right. apple, you get a nickel. Yeah, he get gets a nickel. A nickel. <laughs> Which makes me never want to eat a Macintosh apple. But Macintosh, they're red, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't eat them anyway. I don't like red apples. I don't exactly. like the way the skin tastes. Fuck a red apple. Fuck they you, suck. Chase Crawford. <laughs> character yeah. i don't have anything personally against chase crawford yeah she's dating nate archibald of gossip girl slash the deep from the boys yes mm-hmm. um that actor deserves better like he's a good actor and this role was like yeah <laughs> he's probably he's basically playing like a milder caricature of his character from what's from whatchamacallit like from gossip girl yeah, yeah, like yeah, XOXO Bridgerton. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> so like, he's just rich. He's like, he's giving me Logan from Gilmore Girls vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like that East Coast rich, like yes. yeah, old There's money. A difference. Yeah, it is a difference. Yeah. yeah, he's not nouveau riche. He is old money. Old money. Their ancestors exploited people. I suppose like the rich people in Los Angeles, they're actively exploiting people right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 He's like, <sighs> this episode is fading so fast in my memory. I know. I'm like, <laughs> we, I'm like did I watch go this faster. a week ago? No, it's like a couple days ago. <laughs> but, like, I watched it this morning. Like, I have no excuse. <laughs> he was like, I had to come because she won't tell me about her past. Like yeah. she says that it's not like it's worth so talking about. So and yeah, but they wanted to together mother, for three months. I, I have to get yeah, to know mother. you. Hey, yeah. so Puck, Puck is right to call that out. He's like, you call your mother mother. mother? That made me think of like uh, Vice President Pence who called his wife mother. Like yes. ill. Oh, like mm, ill. Yeah, no, yeah. so mm. bad. It's made me think of that Jennifer Lawrence movie that I saw alone mm. in a theater in Boston in like the middle of the night. Yeah. An experience, I bet that was. An experience. It's very confusing religious allegory. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then he's like, they're meeting at Breadsticks, right? Mm-hmm. Quinn is there. The one nice restaurant in all of Lima. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because Biff would never set foot in 
anything less than the nicest restaurant in Lima. So confirmation that breadsticks is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he doesn't even like weirdly like wipe off the table or anything. He's yeah. not like garçon, garçon. That's you know? Snapping. Yeah, that's yes, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So then the the Glee Club D-listers are there. Um, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. It's like we don't have Rachel, we don't have Mercedes, um, but Santana, Mike, Puck, and Artie are there. Artie uh, was there, and I was confused. I was like, he's still a student. In what way would you be invited to this outing? Like, where's Brittany? It's a weird yeah. group. Where's yeah. Dina? Yeah. I didn't fully appreciate that. That's a weird fucking group. Where's Sam, who Quinn dated? Yes. I would expect Sam and Mercedes to be there. Yeah, Mercedes Artie. is there for the birth of her child. But yeah. the show doesn't remember that anymore. Let's, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. Chase, Chase Crawford's character calls them over. It's like, hey, you guys. Well, that's funny because apparently then okay they were all having dinner just together so Santana <laughs> Artie Mike and Puck but did I thought he invited them to get to know her because they were at a large booth oh yeah. true maybe so I took it as him just like spotting them from across the room but no, that's right. what I thought too because yeah. they literally were already in the restaurant like standing at, around or something yeah, yeah. For a table I guess yeah I don't know I don't know it looked like they were at the bar but I just remembered they're too young to drink yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this show really needed to do a time jump <laughs> so i know why didn't they time jump here i'll never understand that even that's season what... six they don't time jump when they should have it's weird yeah because that's what riverdale did and i think mm-hmm. it was a smart choice because yeah. now the actors if you're gonna are treat just... them like adults make them adults it's yeah. Weird. yeah yeah you know like if unless you're really doing the college years but uh rachel's a broadway actress now so like exactly. they really were not that is not a real college like <laughs> no. <at> <laughs> no not if, if she can get away with doing that and being a full-time broadway star, which we'll get to yeah. when they talk about that yeah i'm glad they pointed that out <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh so yeah all these this is the weirdest group of glee club members sits down at the table with quinn and her new boyfriend biff <laughs> And they're like, he's like, oh, what was Quinn like? And they're like, you know, she was constantly surprising you. And I'm like, that is one way to put it. Yeah. Wasn't yep. that Mike who said that? I was like, Mike, yep. I don't think you've ever interacted with Quinn. You, no, he was just in the back of that choir room being like, what is Quinn doing now? That's what he is. He's just like, oh, shit. Okay. He's got like an elaborate diary. He's like taking notes on everybody. <laughs> That's exactly where my head went. He's just observing. Uh, yeah. Choreographing and observing. And <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, she had a skank face. She dyed her hair pink. She got a Ryan Seacrest tattoo. And Quinn is easily to be like, no, 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 no. No, they're just joking with you. But no one is like, the fuck we are. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, Mike like goes like, ah. and then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that really worked in the visual medium, but you heard my uh. guess. Um, and then uh, she's like, I need uh, some chapstick and some lady things in the car. So Biff goes to get them. But he was he very her like- purse in the car. Who does that? I know. That's, that's was a- this pre-planned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really weird. Uh, but yeah, but he like, he's very eager to go get it, which I thought was kind of shocking because like they were yeah, getting into the meat of this conversation and he's like, oh yeah, sure. Of course. And I'm like, I don't know if it's a good thing or if you're literally so bored that you just don't want to hang out with these people. Yeah. Cause he was texting during the toxic performance. 
yeah. and they call him out because he's like, insane. oh, you were great. And I think Mike was like, dude, you were texting the whole time. And I'm like, Mike is out here to ruin this relationship. <laughs> Mike's yeah. like, I see him and I hate him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because April, she actually first calls it out. It was like, oh, what does the boyfriend think? So like everyone is clocking this guy. Yeah, they're like, no, no, no. Um, so then- <laughs> And she says he's really busy because he's what? He's president of a secret society. He's captain of the water polo team. And I'm like, okay. This guy fucking sucks. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) You're making it worse. But is he better than sleeping with her professor? That's a loaded question. You know, because she could be a trophy wife with him. That professor wasn't going to leave his wife. Mm, And then when Biff divorces her or something, she could get 50% 50% of his old money. Quinn's like string yeah. of self-destructive tendencies at this point. Like she slept with Santana. She slept with a professor. Now she's with Biff. Like oh, this girl just needs to be alone. Yep. And mm-hmm. figure her shit out. And yes. that's been her this yeah. whole time. Like she's constantly looking for like Honestly, someone else to I'd argue her. that everyone in the show needs that. They just yeah. need a and few therapy. years to be alone and lots of therapy <laughs> while they do therapy. it. And just like figure themselves out before they yeah. like go into a relationship but Glee's like no everyone must be in a relationship or just getting over a relationship that just ended five seconds ago before they go into another relationship and they're always committing so hard to people too like it's not just like let's casually date like it's like let's get married marriage (laughs) yeah it's even in this episode, like she's talking about Biff is like, I could be set for life. It's like, ma'am, you don't know this guy. You've been doing three months. <laughs> three yeah. months. Yeah. It's very, uh, it's that vine, the um, cool of cool for the summer where it's like Danny Gonzalez and he's like, love one another or something, mm-hmm. kiss one another, They're die for each, each other. other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, it, she, and also like, they're kind of playing into that trope of like women go to college to find husbands thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that because she's in fucking that. Yale. Like she's at Yale. I think she's studying theater, maybe. I think so, right? But whatever. Oh, yeah. She's at Yale. Like she's got her own shit covered. I want a scene with her and Judy. Judy for Bray. Love Judy, Judy for Bray. Miss her in the scene. Um, yes. and she's like, you know, honey, that's what I did when I went to college. I ended up with shitbag Russell who kicks yes. you out. You know, you need to, you know, find a good man and work on yourself, be self-reliant and then find someone that like, you don't need for financial can support. Handle, yeah. Can handle yeah. your independence. This scene is in the glee boot. It's there. Like yeah. there. Yes. She's curing meats. She has to cure meats. <laughs> She's drinking Chardonnay. Like it's happening. But like responsibly because there's a lot of stuff that goes into curing meats. Yeah. True. Um, so yeah. Uh, so she's like, yeah, I could be set for life. This is Philadelphia mainline society. Like in Phil- Philadelphia story with Grace Kelly. Um and you know we're uh like i need to project a certain image and that's when mike is like oh my gosh yeah he has he has opinions about quinn's life he's like we because he's got that diary like b said i think you're right yep he's like i think that quinn should really go to therapy and just be by herself for a few years yeah um 
I really, I love how, like, the fact that she got pregnant is a scandal, not that she tried to steal a baby. Because to me, that's the and also, and also the tattoo. Like, that's what he was most upset about. Yeah. The tattoo oh, and the, it doesn't and make the fact sense. that her baby might come back and try to take his money specifically. Yeah. It's like, that's a new low. Yeah. Because it's fucked up. <laughs> because then she's telling him, she's like, you know, I'll tell him in my own time. So then she's telling him by the buses. You know, where you have relationship conversations. Which is also, <laughs> where are they going on buses? Why are they by the buses? Um, Like, if me and Rafa are having a conversation, I'm like, okay, we need to drive to the public school. We're <laughs> <laughs> not by the buses. It makes uh, sense. It's the most private place on earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, we need to confront my childhood fear of school buses as a homeschooled child. <laughs> uh, well, now that's an interesting topic. I would love to dive into it. Um, it's pretty brief. It's just, I always had, I'd see a school bus and I always felt like they'd be like, why are you not in school? And they would take me to the school and I'd have to like take a test to do a presentation and I wouldn't know what the class was. I like would be lost. Interesting. So it's less about like the school bus itself, but the symbol that it represents. Yeah. Taking Mm. you to a a place you'd be a fish out of water. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Legitimately. So, but also uh, school buses are terrible. Yeah. We are real bad. Yeah. Um, no seatbelts. Nope. Big nope. hazard. But also the seatbelts themselves would be hazards because kids are assholes. So <laughs> you know seats what? Are so small. <laughs> so quick note: I rode in a school bus last summer. Yeah, last summer my dad got remarried and. Long story short, a school bus was chosen as our <laughs> our vehicle of choice to get us from one place to another during the wedding. Oh, um, no. <laughs> good family drama. Um, but it works out because like his wife is a teacher. So it's like kind of like a funny joke. Um, but those seats are super small. And like, I just, it was so deeply uncomfortable. Yes. Because so they're deeply. made for children, but they don't account for the fact that children grow. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like there are children taller than me who would be suffering in those seats. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just wrote in one this last weekend. So I'm so glad we're talking about this because it was traumatic. <laughs> I was like, my 30 year old back cannot take this lack of suspension. <laughs> well, every single bump, people were like airborne <laughs> off the seats. Yes. Just when we would right into like, your tailbone. Else. Yeah. I was like, this is not okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I threw up all over my friend. In the school bus. Nice. Yeah. I got punched in the face on a school bus. Oh, the horror stories are coming out now. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Anyway. And I got in trouble for it. Anyway, let's let's not go there. It's I should really just go to therapy for that. Sorry, guys. I just went through a face journey. (laughs) (laughs) Visual medium. Now, okay, this is an important question, though. Was the person who punched you a a male? No. Okay. Because I could see them being like, what did you do to provoke him? Oh, interesting. Because I was going to say, if it was a boy, that person would have gotten in trouble. But no. Honestly, what happened was just like a misunderstanding. And like, there's something. I thought something was the air, but it was your face. (laughs) <laughs> totally <laughs> what had happened was wow. i got out of it's one of those situations where like like in an airplane you either wait for the people across the aisle from you to get up first or you get up first right like it was that weird thing it was like her little brother wasn't getting out of the seat and so i was like okay well i'm gonna go and like 
I'm in like a giant coat and my big ass backpack because it's winter in Ohio. And his sister thought that I'd cut him in line. And so she decked me in the face. So there's like something nice about like the fact she was trying to stand up to her brother, but also she punched me in the face without understanding what's happening. I feel like yeah. that's- She also oh. stole one of my Beanie Baby dolls. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> she sucks. That, yeah, because yeah. that's a very disproportionate reaction. It's one thing to yeah, stand up to your brother and be like, yeah. hey, you, you cut him in line. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah. uh, you caught him in line. Good thing I brought a chainsaw to school. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to die today, bitch? Like, also, there's no etiquette on which side of the aisle gets to go first. Like, there isn't. No. Nope. Yeah. It's just like a first come, first serve, bumping yeah. into people. So anyway. Keep it moving. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> you were wronged big time. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Thank you. Let's add her to. I'm I'm considering writing a list of enemies only for fun. <laughs> on there. Only for fun. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so they're at the school buses. Um, and violence mm-hmm. does happen here. Um, yeah. So he's like, you will walk around like you're freaking snow white. Um, and I'm Except like, you're a slutty little slut bag. bag. Oh, yeah. yeah something little <laughs> slut bag. Yeah, and she's like, big mistake. And she she grabs his grabs nose, his which nose. was weird. But I loved it. I she just like pulls so it and he's like, oh, oh, am I bleeding? And then Puck is like, we can Not have yet. a woman resolving her own problem. <laughs> I am in a man in uniform. I need to beat the fuck out of a man who could sue me. Um yeah, that's a really lawyers. <laughs> fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah, because like that is like I feel like anyone would be like, okay, just call this woman a slut bag. Yeah, she's gonna pull your nose. But like, oh, this random man that you've never really met just comes and beats you up. hmm Yeah. Punches mm-hmm. you and tosses you like into the dumpster. Yeah, and oh. Quinn is saying, Hey, stop. Not because she's like, I love Biff, but because she's like Mm. This is a bad idea. Yeah. This is how you get into juvie. Stop! You're you're hurting him. And I was like, mm, I don't care if he gets hurt, but this is just an idiotic. <laughs> like, why are you being this way? Like, think this about is, what you're doing before you attack someone. Also, he actually. So if this would have gone to trial, I don't know if anything comes out of this, probably not, but he would also be like court-martialed. He would be kicked right yeah. out of the Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. That's assault. Like, yeah. yeah, and you know, Biff sucks, but did he get Quinn super drunk and coerced from having sex or did Quinn willingly enter a relationship mm. with him? Now that's a question. Yeah. Anyway. So he throws Biff into the trash can. It's like, you can stay and help him out. Or you can come with your real friends in the Glee Club that haven't texted you in months. Um, <laughs> That's also a good point because we literally talked about was it last week or week before how Rachel and um, Quinn had like tickets to go see each other, and I think Quinn used her ticket to come to New York to have that intervention. Yeah, and then Rachel's clearly never used hers. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, like Quinn should not be with Biff. But Quinn deserves better than what she gets. Um, I was so upset by this scene because I wanted to see, I wanted to see how it would end with Quinn actually taking control of the situation and like mm. grabbing his nose and Great how point. Vic would have reacted to that. And if he was like, a, like 
you know, a baby and curled up on the ground because someone tweaked his nose and mm-hmm. like, feel like there's more comedy there it would have been funnier and or filling or like even social commentary because she could be like oh didn't you tell me you got like your first bj when you were like 12 or something like because boys say stuff like that and it's like wouldn't that make you a slut like yeah because mm-hmm. quinn as a character does call people out on sexism in the past like she would do that mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah and then she could be like yeah i was saving myself from marriage but until someone got me super drunk yeah I mean (laughs) it's just there's so many different ways to handle this scene and they're like no we have to have Puck save her quote unquote uh so that she'll fall in love with him get back with him and realize that she deserves him and I'm like oh so you know our friend Brittany is a big Faberi shipper Mm -hmm. you know and I was I was thinking about this episode and I was like you know I think I get it I think, you know, I wanted Rachel with Finn. I mean, they were a mess, but they were, I mean, it was Destiny. But like, I don't really like anyone else for Rachel and I don't really like anyone they're giving Quinn. And I'm like, mm, I could see them together. That would be kind of a cool resolution of, hey, we were kind of like rivals in high school, but maybe as adults, we like find something in common and like our shared history and the things that we went through, like and brings us close. Yeah. It'd be so good. Beautiful. Yeah, like, and- I like both of those, not all the time, but in general, I kind of like those characters. And so I could see, I'm like, that would be like a happy ending. Um, mm, totally. I like Rachel with Quinn because I think Quinn like humbles Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And boy, like does she need that. Yeah. That's kind of the only person that ever made her kind of feel insecure or like yeah. she needed to, to and yeah. I mean, not that that's necessarily a positive thing but I do think it made a different side of Rachel come out and same thing with Quinn like she was so jealous of Rachel and like I think that it was like actual competition I don't know Quinn's whole storyline has always been like fake competition almost like she was always mm-hmm. like fighting to be head of whatever but it's like you don't have any competition like you are mm-hmm. the prom queen you are like the most popular girl in school mm-hmm. so yeah I love that I think that would have been great yeah. But they were too chicken to do it. They <laughs> were. Yeah. We already That's have really what it was. They're too chicken. Yeah, they can't <laughs> have their main character turn out to be a lesbian. We already yeah. have the lesbians, exactly. Yeah. No um, more lesbians allowed. <sighs> so, yeah. Um, so then they're looking at Finn's uh, jacket or, yeah, ja- no, it's his football jersey. And they're, jersey. Mm-hmm. And we kind of get some closure with the fact that Quinn was not at Right. the quarterback yeah. episode um and he's like do you think we forgave us and she's he's like yeah you know we set him free Rachel was his soulmate so it's again like when it's kind of being more mature um and like being like yeah like stuff happened but we all grew from it because that was like sophomore year mm-hmm. um, yeah so like uh and then he's like you know I love you um well we did forget the most important thing that happened was the recreation of keep holding on. Oh, oh, I forgot before. That's what happened. That's before the, the, bus the buses. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So they're in um, the, they're in the auditorium and Puck starts singing, keep holding on my favorite song about a dragon. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but like, it actually is kind of my favorite Disney song. <laughs> I 
I can't after they literally used it in both seasons of the Glee project mm. and oh it was so cringe it's now it's just a cringe song for me especially now having seen Aragon again <laughs> um but they're like I just remember when that movie came out Avril Lavigne was on like Good Morning America singing it and the host was like <laughs> do you do you believe in dragons and it's like the dumbest question yeah. and she's just like <laughs> She's just like, yeah, I'm yeah. dragons. Just like, she would. She would. Space, just like, um, the fuck? <laughs> She's like, we have them in Canada. <laughs> um, so they're singing, keep holding on. And the original Glee Club members get up there and they're doing the choreo. So it's one of the New Directions first. We walk, we turn, we walk choreography numbers, iconic. Um, yes. and then suddenly there's, it's not seen, but suddenly everyone is doing it. We don't see them get up, but suddenly they're there. Um, and Quinn is like getting emotional and I actually, this is the other song that I think they were using their history for good. They're using this song, they're connecting it with the emotions that Quinn had when she first heard it, taking her back to like that really scary time in her life and everything she's been through and how that's made her stronger than she was. Um, and she deserves someone, not Puck, but someone who knows and respects everything she's been through. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and like Diana Agron, ugh, give her that Emmy, she's acting. Um, it was great. Um, and so yeah, then we get to when Puck's like, Yeah, I love you. Um, and then she doesn't sings. This, t- doesn't that part happen in the locker room? Right. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I was like, that's a weird place to say that, but okay. Yeah. Why is this adult woman the men's in a boys' room. locker room? Right. It doesn't I matter felt, if you were a former student. I felt also uncomfortable same thing with Puck. in college when they'd have sometimes like local schools or like they have swimming classes rent like the pool. But like, so in right. the locker room where you are not clothed, there's suddenly like, children next to you also mm. not clothed and I'm like I never I don't want no like I try and get out yeah. like as soon as I could like like I know we're all just changing but they're also little kids so they're like running around but like mm-hmm. I don't want to be seen yeah it was it made me uncomfortable seems like and a like, weird situation yeah so I'm like imagine seems being like a like, weird place to put his jersey the locker yeah. room the yeah. smelly <laughs> boys locker room like y'all didn't have anywhere else yeah like, like imagine- there's there's like a hallway, um, yes, the coaches' like gallery or something. Or yeah, something, anything. anything. Yeah, a oh, trophy case. They got trophy yeah. case somewhere. Like imagine being an insecure, like fourteen-year-old boy who has to change in this public setting for the first time, and then suddenly this beautiful <laughs> woman dressed as June Cleaver comes in, <laughs> <laughs> and this military adult. Yeah, um, he won't take off like... the stupid uniform. He won't fucking take it off. My yeah. brother's in the Air Force. I've seen him wear his uniform twice. Yeah, it's not a thing that they wear all the time. Like, yeah. it's, once it's... was when he graduated from basic. The second yes. time was in a formal military ceremony, and he has never <laughs> worn it otherwise because you don't. Yeah, Glee no. characters, if they have a uniform, they will wear That's it at all, all they times. Wear. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, mom, all you wear. <laughs> extra budget for the household because you need to buy me clothes this year yeah just wear this (laughs) and it's dry cleaned paid by the school so it's fine 
Yeah. I always wondered, did they have five, u- ten uniforms, or did they no. just wear the same uniform Katie every day? Different like shit. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's why she's so point. bitter and racist all the time. Exactly. <laughs> she's like, I shower, but the smell is still here. You can't get it out of the polyester. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So. Uh, so gross. Yeah, so he's like, I love you. And I just, I'm getting vibes at the, we're never getting back together. I still love you. And I'm just like, I can't, this is exhausting. And that's me. I'm Taylor. I'm like, I can't, this is exhausting. And then she like (laughs) runs after him and it's like, wait, and kisses him. And I was like, Quinn. In the middle of the hallway, these kids have to get to class. She's running through them, pushing them over. It's like, ma'am, ma'am. I'm just like, who are these people? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just like, Quinn. You're like, didn't they graduate two years ago, a year ago? I don't know what time it is in my own school year. I'm sure there's a ghost pirate or a tree she could date, like anything other than Puck. Maybe like, a lighthouse. Maybe a lighthouse. Like, you know, maybe a lighthouse. <laughs> um, so, like, oh, I just hate this. And then they're they're kissing. Um, so, like, I remember seeing this on a li- BuzzFeed list of TV storylines where the woman ends up with someone who sexually assaulted them. Mm. And this was on wow. there. And, like, you don't always, sometimes you forget that, but, like, you're like, oh. We, yeah, at this show, we never forget that. We yeah. always bring that up. Anytime there's, like, a positive relationship between them, it's like, yeah, but this also happened, and it's never been properly resolved, and also the show is forcing them to be together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have loved if he was, like, preaching at her, and she was like, hey, you know, I've really thought about that interaction. And, like... That wasn't okay. And like you really never call me again. My life. Yeah. 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 Yep. Like I don't have a relationship with my father anymore. And like I guess that's good because he was scummy, but like yeah. But yeah. Like you can't bring that back. You know, and then you slept with the woman who adopted our baby, who's also our classmate's mother, who also is the queen of fucking Arendelle. Like who also <laughs> literally was a teacher at the school at that time yeah the show it just like conveniently forgets everything that has happened and it's just like no they belong together their end game yeah they didn't even get into like quinn being in a wheelchair having a car accident (laughs) imagine if that was the thing trying to sell her baby (laughs) that what's his name was like what you were once partially disabled i'm sorry we cannot be together like imagine that <laughs> he's like so you were partially disabled and okay correct me the song you chose to sing was i'm still, <laughs> I'm still standing he's <laughs> like that is unforgivable i can't <laughs> exactly <sighs> okay we've talked about this so long but like it does make me mad because like they could have given quinn like literally anything else as an ending yeah. Like she's like, I'm a hippie and I live on a commune. I'm a cult leader. Um, <laughs> I'm a zookeeper. Like anything gonna be or, like, you know what? Good for you, Quinn. And she literally could have been like, I'm at Yale. Yes, I bring this boyfriend back. I realize he's not good enough for me. I realize Puck is not good enough for me, no matter how much he tries, because yes. we have this talk yeah. about what actually happens. And then she's like, you know what? I'm gonna be on my own. I'm yes. gonna do my own thing. I'm gonna fix me. You could even, if you want to give Puck some sort of like redemption, basically what they're trying to do, she'd be like, you know, Puck, I forgive you for what happened. You need to work on it and you need to think about how you treat the people in your life um, because I'm not going to hold on to that. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to forgive you, but like, we're not going to talk, you know, 
Like, yeah. I'm going to move on with my life. And then, you know, in the finale, Quinn, maybe she has some husband, like a kid, but like, you know, good for her. Like, it doesn't need to be a storyline. It could just be something that happened to her later in life. Because yeah. you can mm-hmm. date people you didn't go to high school with. You I don't know can. why. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know why no one's storyline in this show is I went to college and I got my degree. Like literally no single person <laughs> yep. actually finishes their college degree. I'm like, that's what y'all should be fucking focused on. Not all this other shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Also the weird thread with that storyline was like, Puck is like, you should hold on to your past. And she's like, I want to move on. And I'm like, let her move on the way she wants to move on. Yeah. But also like, if we're talking about like holding on to the past, like let's talk about what happened then. So like yeah. it literally is like they totally worked around that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was that was the strangest line because I have yeah. never heard any anyone say, hold on to the past. Well, yeah. like it's like, never. yeah, you know, be connected never. to your ancestors in Gallic France, Quinn. Or like oh, remember. Like- like where you came from like where you started and now you're here yeah right? like, like right. started from the bottom now you're here but not but that line specifically is so hold, weird hold on to the past keep holding on yeah dwell on keep the past holding on to the past do not no. grow as a person it's it was supposed just like, to be like, song tie-in that was it <laughs> it's supposed to be like hold on the song that Avril Lavigne wrote about this blue dragon is supposed to be like when you're going <laughs> through difficulties you hold on, you hold on, you push forward. Mm-hmm. You know, something she brings into her song about Lyme disease, Head Above Water. Um, but like that, so that's not what the song is about. The song isn't about hold on, live in your past. Like it's like your past informs who you are, but like look to the future. And yep. Quinn should really be telling everyone in this Glee Club, like, hey, we have great futures ahead of us. Let's not yeah. dwell in our past. Um, she like, says that she cries when she hears the song because she had forgotten it. Well, it wasn't Even a very though, memorable number. Yeah, yeah, that was, I mean, arguably one of the big pivotal like moments in season one because that was like when she was getting kicked out of her house and all that stuff. Yeah. And they all sang it to her to be like, we're going to support you in this yeah. pregnancy, even though it's all fucked up. And like, that was like a turning point for her relationship with the glee club and like deciding to keep her baby and whatever mm-hmm. and she's like oh craig because i didn't even remember that and so i was just like what? yeah it's it's almost like the show because we don't even other than like her talking with chase she doesn't talk about the baby situation at all yeah. so it's like she's which is like not a great coping mechanism to just separate everything into little pockets of your past and then push a lot of things away like that's not always great so it's like they are like yeah no she completely forgot that she had a baby and she went through all that stuff well it's it's just strange they did that in season two so basically so the writers are pitching this show and they're like quinn super privileged she's this beautiful blonde girl you know like she's never had hardship in her life here's the twist crazy hardship and then they're like okay season two what goes on with her she's a beautiful blonde girl she's super privileged like they just they she was fat once yeah she had yeah. baby fat once let me let me be very clear she had baby fat once and got a and nose her job. nose wasn't perfect quote unquote and she wore glasses yeah. and her name was lucy and they called her lucy kabusi for some reason that we still don't understand 
Yeah. Maybe she was a bitch. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's just like they couldn't. I talked about this on Life's But a Song. I talk about this on Glue But All the Time. That like they just they didn't develop the character. They only Mm -hmm. wanted her to be this one thing, but Mm -hmm. they did things to her that like make you change. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then she still ends up the pretty privileged blonde. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Mm -hmm. bananas. Like she carried a pregnancy to term as a teenager and gave birth. Like even if you got pregnant and like terminated a pregnancy, that's still like, it changes you. That's still like a new crazy experience. Top of that, she gives the baby away. So she's not even yeah. going to be raising mm-hmm. the baby. So that's a whole other thing that's going to change her. It's like so many levels of character development that were just right for the picking and they but didn't then do she it. She has to deal with like the baby being in her life and like all this stuff. Like there's just so much, so much. Yeah. I would have respected it if she had been like, you know what? I've gone to therapy and I've dealt with this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly yeah. she had not, but <laughs> um, like Quinn's been through more than Rachel. Okay, you could argue maybe now in the show, Rachel has been through a lot because of Finn's death. Right. You know, Um, but in like in high school, okay, people were kind of mean to her. By senior year, I feel like she was like, no one was mean to her anymore. No. Um, Uh, She was mean to everyone else. Like we had this conversation a couple weeks ago too. It's like, she was just a brat. Yeah, Yeah, like she did not have, she had like normal hardships that are relatable and a lot of teens go through, but most teens don't relate to being kicked out of their homes. You know, like that doesn't happen to most people, thank God. So like Quinn has been through more than our protagonist. Yeah. And the, the most they can give her is this puffy creep. Well, that's what you have to do. If we've learned anything from the story of how Moana was created, they had to get rid of the pig in the story because the pig had a bigger character development and story arc. So So, we have to get rid of Quinn, essentially. Yeah, Um, instead of getting, well, not even getting rid of Quinn, we just get rid of all of her character development. Yeah. So it makes even less sense. Yeah. (laughs) Quinn is the pig in Moana. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but this is also so classic glean that like everybody had to have a romantic storyline in the end pretty much yeah yeah if i'm remembering season six right i literally only think of like one or two characters who didn't have like a romantic storyline end um almost everybody got all coupled up so and we're like happily ever after eight percent of the show's characters exactly yeah. like, cool. <laughs> which like oh i get especially when i was a young writer i love doing that because i read a lot of shakespeare in high school and that's what the shakespeare comedy ends with everyone gets together so i can even i'll forgive a season finale that or a series finale that does that mm. but like the whole fucking show the whole fucking show yeah like they can never <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> yeah exactly this is like this is effectively Quinn's ending, right? I don't think she's really featured after this. I think she shows up a few times in six, but like. Yeah, but she doesn't. I don't think she has like a real storyline after this. I think anytime she shows up after this, it's like her and Puck. Happy yeah. couple shit. Gross. Um, I mean, don't quote me, uh, but I can't think of anything else. So yeah, this is what. This is her quote unquote happy ending. She's 19 and. <laughs> Puck is, when is it? did he go to college? Oh, I don't okay. know. Join the so here's, here's my thing that bothers me is he's like, ask me to stay here. And I'm like, 
Why would she ask you to stay there? She lives in Connecticut. She's going to <laughs> Yale. What the yes. fuck are you talking about? You're in the military. In You're in the military. You're going to be put into a base somewhere. Yes. Yep. Wherever this bitch is, he ain't leaving. Like, not it's for just, three years. Does that, that mean he's no going to like throw away, he's going to quit being in the military so he can be with Quinn and then not provide because he can't get a job and he <sighs> didn't go like. to college? Cool. And it sounds like he kind of wants her to like quit school to be with him like that's yeah, what it really I was sounds like, like is that what's happening i swear to god it's the next time we see her and she's like yeah i dropped out of yale for puck i'm going to scream murder hannah's like podcast is over <laughs> yes. and then, guys i cannot do it anymore <laughs> it's like it's bad but it it might be even worse than like they're portraying it right like just on the surface like her going back to puck sucks but like the fact that for them to be together one or both of them is gonna have to be very unhappy is worse so much yeah. worse mm-hmm. it'd be different if like suddenly it magically worked out but he literally signed a contract <laughs> she's paid tuition <laughs> did people ship puck and quinn that's what i'm like hope not. so much of glee's fan service but i'm like were there people that wanted this or was it just ryan murphy well we do know that people have written written fan fiction of uh jake puckerman and noah puckerman yes doing i did, stuff. Sure I did have to read that yeah so it's like wincest i guess yeah so uh you know anything is possible unfortunately in this circumstance yeah but i just i feel like i don't think there's like a big like britannia had like a big fandom Cling mm-hmm. had a big yes. fandom even finchel big fandom yes but like or people like i want quinn to end up with puck because that time he sang Beth at her, you know. <laughs> you know what never lies? Um, number of fix on archive of our own. Here we go. Okay. Puck and Quinn. Too many. 420 works. That's nothing. That's 420 too many. Absolutely. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But and then Rachel and Quinn has 2,725. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we're yeah. talking okay. about yeah. Okay. yeah a factor of like eight or nine between them. So yeah. Okay, it feels nobody a little wanted better. This. <laughs> yeah, I feel confident that nobody wanted this. <laughs> yeah, I just hate, and we spent too much time talking about it, but it is really the only storyline I care about in this episode. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the only one that's worthwhile, honestly. Yeah. Even even the whole like storyline, quote unquote, that is about saving the Glee Club, is like inconsequential to me because I was just like that I don't care about this has some stakes that we need to talk about (laughs) yeah injustice in the saving the glee club it's like middle of the storyline still like it started in another episode and it's still not resolved in this episode so it's just kind of (laughs) like yeah we brought Kristen Chenna within to sing raise your glass there aren't any stakes like at all yeah. they're still singing in the auditorium and they still need yeah. in the classroom like yeah yeah oh no writer who was supposed to quit uh won't get to have glee club anymore like yeah marley who was literally saying that she was going to quit but was conned into staying marley needs to quit yeah marley needs to murder mr schuster <laughs> she that I would watch. Yeah. That's fun. Go Dexter on him. And Sue. So, uh, yeah. Both of them. Bye. Yeah. Um yeah. She can make it look like a murder suicide so that she can't be connected. Yes. Plausible. Oh, yeah. Plausible. Yeah. yeah. Plan. 
Yeah. Um, so then, uh, yeah, let's talk about saving the Glee club because I hate the diva. So that's going last. Um, <laughs> so Will's like, yeah, Glee club's over. You know, I'm just, I'm like just going off vibes. I don't remember. <laughs> and then Christian Chenoweth, April Rose is here, and she's like, "Yo, I'm back. I had a mistress. I was a mistress, and he bought me an island, and." I'm a Broadway star, and didn't I sleep with some underage boys last time I was here? Yeah. Um, also gave alcohol, but also it was yeah. kind of funny. I think it was it Tina talking to Marley was like, <laughs> she taught me how to shoplift something in my vagina. In my vagina. And Marley's like, what? I was like, okay, that's actually really funny. Um, there were yeah, actually no, it, some really funny jokes in this episode. It's yeah. just, just, but why is she here? I didn't understand that. Because it's the April Rose Auditorium. So basically, right. like the plan for was for that she's gonna like continue paying the school, and in exchange, Glee Club would not be. Yeah. But dissolved. so she doesn't do that until the middle of the episode. Yeah. She spends the first part of her thing talking about where she's been. They have fake champagne or champagne flutes or whatever. Uh, and she like, says something really nasty, a couple of nasty things. Um, is this where she says, uh, oh, I bet you're going to be a um, a virgin forever to Unique, right? Yes. Yeah. So, what the fuck is that about? April Road sucked this whole episode. She was just yeah. like yeah. rude. We've never been able. We love Christian Chenoweth. Yes. Broadway's Stan. Glinda. The Goddess of Star and American Gods, a show I never watched. Um, but not a fan in this. Um, no. So yeah, she's like, yeah, she called, yeah, she does that thing to Unique. And then she's like, we're going to sing one of New Direction's best songs, Raise Your Glass. And I'm like, that's not New Directions. And Blaine quite that. He's like, the Warblers like, actually no, no. saying that. <laughs> yeah. Woman I've never met before in my life who's suddenly here. And uh, she, but she's like, oh, I've always loved you. I've had a soft spot for you. And I'm like, her note for prep school boys. Oh, see, I thought it was specifically to Blaine. I must have missed the line. Yeah. If uh, I said that, I'd be on that clip, would be being replayed on Tucker Carlson right now. <laughs> And they're like, this is why we can't say gay around our children. Yeah. yeah. But because it's a woman, it's fine. Yeah. Did April suck this fucking much back in season one? Like, she yeah. gave alcohol Yeah, she slept kids, with Puck and some of the... Uh, and Matt and Mike. People yep. at the school, like, not cool. She was hanging out in the boys' locker room with these underage boys. Mm. Uh, she gave alcohol and got Kurt addicted to alcohol. Uh, she says some pretty racist stuff a lot. She's not great, but she's a pretty terrible person. <laughs> and then her person... musical was horrible, right. so bad. And she but, did an all-white production of The Wiz, which is Percy trading for oh, Hannah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. yeah. Um, but also, I don't know if her musical was better or worse than Diana the Musical, which is on Netflix. Everyone should watch it and mm. be in pain with me and Helen. <laughs> so bad that it's bad. One of those songs is going in the glee boot. Is oh it fuckity, 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 fuck you dress? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to die because of that. Yeah, so then- but They do the whole song of Raise Your Glass and every other number they do. 
Yeah, they do all of Razor Glass. You're running around. The only part I really enjoyed was Blaine recreates when he, like when the Warblers do it, when at like the kind of like the, the disc scratch or whatever, he does like this little spin. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does that with Will. Um, I liked it infinitely less, but it was a callback. Um, mm. I'm going to be 100% honest. Guess who skipped through all of the songs (laughs) this girl one I did have to work so I was like trying to get through it but then also I was like I kept skipping I was like okay should be done I'm like I'm sorry they're on verse two are they doing the whole song and I did that for like pretty much every song this is so filler I got to turn you on to, I have a Google Chrome extension that lets you like increase the speed of all videos. So I watched most of it on 2x speed. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, it was a game changer. Um, I I will say I liked this version of Raise Your Glass only because I feel like the lyrics fit the new directions a little bit better than the Warblers because they're like all you Mm -hmm. underdogs, you freaks, like whatever. Like I never felt like the Warblers. (laughs) They're not underdogs. So I did like that, but yeah. And I'm a sucker for a group number, but I didn't yeah. like all the alcohol references and stuff. I was like, yeah, she's on. like pulls out uh, a flask from her uh, garter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to my least favorite wedding tradition. Um, <laughs> yep, fuck that. The garter toss. Yeah. We did not the do pulling that shit up in my the wedding. dress in front of everyone, the weirdly looking for it and all the sexual innuendos and it's whistles. So gross. It's I'm going horrible. to do that at my gay wedding. Um, but because it. we'll be wearing pants, you just have to take the person's pants off. Yes, pants <laughs> each other. That's, That's I love it. I love it. But it's gonna be awkward because like you're gonna be like, okay, well, I need you to take off the pants so I can get the guard. Okay, well, you're gonna be like, maneuvering. <laughs> you, I can't wait. Is it just the one leg? Are you just have gonna do one leg reveal? or? Oh, like you have pants on one leg. Yes. Oh, oh, interesting. So you just dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the whole thing was coming off and you just got to really maneuver. And you got your yeah. shoes still on. I'm like, I always wanted to do this in front of my mother. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and my aunts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then because she gives Blaine and Kurt. Oh. Uh, a flask flask a razor flask and uh because they're getting oh i hear you're getting married uh kurt i hear cosplaying as charlie brown right now um and she's like you know here's it'll reduce the sting of the wedding night sodomy, sodomy. and i was like what a fucking line i i just i don't know i don't even know what to think about it anymore and i'm like these people have had sex before with There's each two other references and a to gay sex in this episode that are horrendous. That's the first one, and the second one is when Brittany's like, "I just want to scissor you and play with my cat." Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's. <laughs> I just I don't understand why the show has to be like this, but yeah, that's a good point. They probably have already had sex like to her she would probably like if she's looking at them she would probably be like yeah you've probably had sex before it's april rose of course she thinks that they had sex but but the whole point is but she's saying that it's gonna help lessen the sting as if they've never had sex before right i know yeah so that's why it's like it doesn't make sense yeah (laughs) it's just 
I'm it's like, also just like why are you saying this at a school like there are also, other people around in the classroom they're gonna just be like okay i guess we're talking about sodomy and Ooh. if you're you know it's not like this is brokeback mountain if you're doing everything that one should do it's not that painful you don't need yeah. alcohol you know like <laughs> it's unless someone's violently yeah yeah it's- like <laughs> And this is this is Kurt and Blaine we're talking about. Like they don't seem like the aggressive grinder games. They just wanted to say Say sodomy, sodomy. and I'm like, good for you, I guess. Thank you for referencing that biblical story that's still oppressing me actively right now. Um, It's literally just she's just like microaggression. I don't even think micro Mm -hmm. is even just aggression towards every every minority in the Glee club. Yeah, she literally doesn't say shit to anybody except for the minorities, and it's like, fuck you. Well, she sees well, so. This well, that's is, interesting she yeah. really doesn't talk to anyone but the minorities and then when she talks to will it's she's mostly talking about herself yeah mm-hmm. fascinating um mm-hmm. so then yeah so then they're in sue's office and she's like i donated two million dollars of my hush money from the strip mall owner mm-hmm. for the april rose auditorium to run the glee club and sue's like oh I'll get back to you. Okay. Um, the auditorium, $2 million. She donated that, what, like two, three years ago? Yeah. I honestly don't think that much of $2 million would be left. Yeah. Is it $2 million is a lot of money. To but, pay for a whole auditorium? Yeah, the auditorium, but also it's not just Glee Club performances. They are also paying for like musicals. some musicals and stuff and all the electricity that goes into that. And also like, even if they didn't do the big sets, they're just using it all the time. Like, I feel like I don't think a lot of that $2 million would really be left. Yeah. Like enough to cover probably another two years, but I don't know. I have absolutely no idea how much money goes into a large building like that that is frequently used yeah i live in los angeles it's like three thousand dollars to rent a one bedroom for 10 minutes like i don't know how things work um yeah i don't know it's just like it felt kind of strange yeah i was like i was like why would you just assume that it's set for life like (laughs) it's two million dollars is gonna run out yeah Uh, but the resolution of that point was excellent and i'm so glad they referenced it so they come back to it and uh sue is like actually the money is out and april's like what how and she's like because will schuster has been uh orchestrating private bacchanals the likes of which have not been seen since the reign of caligula (laughs) um fun fact caligula is a nickname that means little boots because he as a child he used to wear a little military uniform and everyone thought it was super cute um uh (laughs) But she's like including a full jungle set for production of Roar that only <laughs> you are literally only <laughs> for you. literally yeah. just you, and and of course like she's just like looking at these papers and or she was like let me see those papers and April's just sitting there dumbfounded, probably impressed with how fast you went through her money because she would only wish to have gone through it that fast. But like it's just so it is canon, it is textual that Will is. Like, so that means singing in the rain umbrella? That wasn't a fantasy. That, that rain was coming down. Oh, and that rain was expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't even use it to sing Rain on Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. Waste. 
waste of April Rose's money, waste of taxpayer dollars, waste of Mike Chang's time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like that's just, so that is all real. And so that, because this was back in duets. I remember Michael being like, I know what the budget for Glee Club is, but it has to be a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, just like, yeah, two million. Okay, so if you think about like, so two million dollars, I don't know. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it takes probably a couple hundred thousand dollars just to maintain the the just the the whole thing. And then on top of that, all the shit they're doing is just like because I mean we saw the the Katie or Gaga set that they did. And yeah, it was just, pres- I can never know the word proscenium, like where the theater juts out. Yes, it's like bananas. I just I'm Googling right now typical budget of a high school theater department. Okay, but this is not a typical high school. I know, but just like to see for reference. Some context, yeah, because. The average high school musical costs around $10,000. The school, the theater, or producing shows that costs anywhere from $30,000 to $60,000. Okay. I did a musical for a lot less, but I also didn't have to rent my, the play, which like renting a play is expensive. Yes. But also, if you think about it, they held how many sectionals and regionals there in that time? That shit's expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, duh, they went through two. I can't believe it was only six weeks ago that it had run out. Yeah. Like, okay, like the fog during Fly, I Believe I Can Fly. That's a believable high school budget. Like, the war set, though. No, they don't even do that on Broadway. They would like project plants. They wouldn't make <laughs> grass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay, so that was hilarious. Will should be fired. Um, yes. Yes. So he's mad at April. April's the one who's in trouble. Yeah. Oh, no, this is because she. So the reason why she's in Ohio mainly is because she's running from the the FBI and the SEC because she was, so she got a private island from Bernie Madoff, who, uh, you know, was caught up in a, a bunch of uh, tax scandals and fraud scandals. Like, what was this, 2014? Yeah. She was being investigated by the SEC. And then she was like, how could you? But it's like, excuse me, I give you two million dollars i think both of us should be mad they should be putting on those colorful t-shirts sitting on those stools and putting windows media player in the background and singing true colors that would make it last forever yeah okay so then uh holly holiday's there because there's a facebook group (laughs) and i I loved this part (laughs) of all the guests of glee club including like rachel's mom (laughs) They called Ricky Blaine's Martin I very much thought it was about to be, oh, a Facebook group of women Will has slept with. <laughs> yeah, no, I honestly like kind of thought that at first. And, I, and you know, it and I, it would have been even funnier. If, and there's they're like including Blaine's brother and that Mexican yes. guy. <laughs> I could see it. It basically yeah. is. Um uh, yeah. But and the- by the way, 
in canon, Ricky Martin is the Spanish teacher at William McKinley High School. Yeah, did just say it. the Spanish teacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. That Mexican. That Mexican. Well, it guy. was April who was talking about a minority. No, it's true. Holly. So you gotta make it terrible. Oh yeah. Well, it was April. Oh okay. Yeah, April like chimes in and says <laughs> the other people in the group. Yeah. So yeah. the Glee Club is closing, and down the hall, the Spanish teacher is like, mm, okay. He doesn't show up. He's like, mm, he deserves it, probably. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He sh- I'm surprised he's still a teacher. It's like, yeah. I heard that performance of a little less conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couldn't happen yeah. to a better guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then uh, Holly's like, you know what? This needs Minions vibes. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And she sings. Well, we all know I'm a basic bitch who loves pop music, but this is one of my least favorite pop songs. I hate I it too. Happy. Um, so what happens is, uh, they Rachel's like, "Oh yeah, I'm so glad you're here because we're gonna be singing all of the songs that we wanted to like redo." And she's like, "That's a fucking dumb idea." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Thank you, Holly." Yeah, I agree. I just, I love Goop and I love, I just sent Hannah this Instagram post today that it was like, Gwyneth Paltrow would consider returning to the Marvel Cinematic Universe if it was a small role she could do in a couple days. And I'm like, that's Gwyneth Paltrow and Glee. She's like, can I just like do a number? But also that was literally her role in the MCU for the past like six years. (laughs) So like, I don't know what she's talking about. Does Gwyneth Paltrow remember being in Glee? I don't know. <laughs> I would actually, uh, anyone out there who ever gets a chance to interview her, please ask her if she remembers being on Glee. She, I feel like she remembers Forget You, but not Hat. You think? Because she sang Forget You at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Glee launched that song into infamy like it did with yeah. several songs. Um, on the Glee wiki, it actually says that Holly was originally supposed to sing Dog Days Are Over. And then they changed it to happy for unknown reasons. I think it's just because Glee is a cash grab for and songs. And they're like, was... it's like the number one fucking song in the world. We got to sing it. Yeah. Money. Um, I don't know how I would feel about Holly singing Dog Days Are Over as it is. You know? No, yeah. I think that really this suits also... her like vibe. <laughs> this, Yeah, this also feels more her vibe that she was like, that's a dumb idea. I'm not going <laughs> to exactly. do that. But yeah. also we need to very quickly talk about her new business ideal because being a substitute teacher was weighing her down because she was so good at it and people kept asking her back. She's like, that's not the point. <laughs> so she decided to develop this pop-up history theater series where she would show up unannounced all over the world <laughs> to give these tiny lessons until she got kicked out. I love that though. Arrested and kicked out. Yes. (laughs) It was so good. I love that. She was being William Henry Harrison, who I know from Parks and Rec, not from the history class. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yes. Because he didn't want to wear a coat to his inauguration. He died like a couple days after from pneumonia. Yeah. I I loved it because those were some of my favorite things about the Holly Holiday episodes were her little... Oh yeah, her substitute teaching moment. Mary Todd so. Lincoln lives in it <laughs> for me. <laughs> no, like Holly Holiday is like a, their best like guest star character. Yeah, she's so fun and like yeah, she like moves the story forward enough without like totally uprooting things, but it's just kind of there, you know. Um, and so yeah, she sings. Uh, she slides in the floor on butter because Christian yeah. or April buttered it for her. She's like, you know, I like to make a entrance. She's hola classe. 
um, <laughs> Duolingo who. Um, and uh, yeah, she sings happy. Uh, Blaine gets a solo with her. And I'm like, have they interacted ever? I don't think so. Um, and then no. Jake gets up and is like, oh, you called on me to dance? How does she know Jake can dance? These people have never interacted. She just <laughs> points him out. And I'm just like, hmm. It was really lucky. Yeah. Yeah. She could have pointed to <laughs> Another Katie Pharrell then, song. Yeah. But with mm. Daft Punk. Yeah. So yeah, happy happens, I guess. Yeah. And then the Will takes the Glee Club into the auditorium and he's like, you know, Finn and uh Lillian will stay. Um, you know, to remind people that they're not even gonna know who these people are. And it, it's like, yeah, but like you know, their legacy lives on in you guys. And like, and the, and Quinn's and Tanner are like, why are we getting emotional? Like, I don't like this place. Like, why am I feeling this way? And it, I thought that was actually a good scene. It was super cheesy, but that's- I loved it. Yeah. yeah. There's a really intense uh, shot of Rachel crying. And I was just like, this has to be super emotional for Leah Michelle. Like, yeah. they're literally like directly referencing his memory. So, um, so it kind of like, it serves both like, his legacy like Finn's legacy and also Corey's legacy kind of lives on yeah um so I I thought that was sweet and then April and Holly are drinking boxed wine uh upstairs they're like okay I know we got to finish our one but we can't let that glee glee club go the way of the dodo (laughs) (laughs) uh so they're gonna do something and then April's like we're gonna save that glee club and they cheers um yep that happens (laughs) and b i am so sorry because we have one more story this has been a long episode i thought we were gonna breeze through this (laughs) we had a lot to say about quinn i thought we were gonna breeze through it too but um yeah i mean it is i think that's the one significant thing about this episode besides the hundred thing is that this is kind of quinn's ending so i'm glad we spent a lot of time on that because yeah that was pretty fucked up yeah (laughs) and watching it i didn't like fully realize that until we started talking i was like oh that fucking sucked so yeah um so okay rachel and mercedes are like i'm famous why didn't they, they didn't they make me a banner um grossly underestimating high schoolers ability to not give a shit um <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, i'm the most famous person this school's ever seen like she may sing show tunes she may write songs blah, blah, blah. and then um uh they're like i have to sit in the front row seat and then rachel uh grabs it and then mercedes is like okay i guess i'll sit in the back of the bus Oof. um and then uh they're invited on fondue for two and you know uh britney's like rachel you uh are a full-time neata student you were full-time at a diner and you are a full-time broadway actress do you think it's a little <laughs> irresponsible to spend an entire week at mckinley just because the glee club is ending which <laughs> <laughs> was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was so glad about so that because it's true thank you someone for pointing it out like i like a human is capable of doing two things full-time i would say not this yeah, and even literally Rachel. not enough hours in the week <laughs> to work full-time at a diner 40 hours a week 40 hours a week think, is a broadway no, she works part-time 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 but still even then up to 20 hours well depends How part-time could be 30 I, I can't. I, Twenty-four, 20, times, 7 24 times seven is a number. Six. Hey Siri. Uh, hey Kiki. What, what is twenty-four <laughs> times seven? 
24 times 7 is 168. 168 um, hours. Okay. So if you take away 40 of those for a full-time job. That's 128 left. She was sleeping. <laughs> but we know that she only gets like four or five hours. Um, Anything she just she can't. 20 of those for her part-time job. Uh-huh, 108 left. And, and just then attending classes Classes. Classes full time would you just like work. say it's a 40 hour work week? Sure. Gotta be. So another 12 hours in class. Hours. So how and many? Yet, you are she, saying numbers. I'm not subtracting anything. I'm just I'm hearing I am. It's, it's too okay. We're at 68 <laughs> hours. She still has to sleep, eat, shower, take care of her. She has a long facial routine. We know this. What <laughs> is 68 divided by seven? Uh, Less than hey, 10. Siri, what Less is 68 10. divided by seven? That's a math shit. 68 divided by seven is approximately 9.7142. 9.7142. That many hours left in the day to sleep and eat and take and care of everything ourselves. else. Wow. I had a technically, I guess I technically like it's, it's possible. possible. And yeah. if anyone could do it, it would be Rachel Berry. All right. Know, as, it stands. No myth confirmed. I, well, as someone who did busted, like whatever two, plausible two jobs in college <laughs> plausible. plus school, I did have a breakdown. Mainly yeah. because of mm-hmm. a pointless extra thing that added on to being an RA. I will call this out because they're not listening, but also I will, they deserve to be called out. Call we had these things called yep. ancillaries. Totally mm. pointless. And we would meet and just talk about things you want to improve on campus. Um, and I was like, it was the most stressful thing in my life. And I was a student with two jobs and it, it was pointless. We weren't getting paid extra for it. It was just this thing that existed that had to do with the mean girl. And uh, I hated it so much. And then the next semester, the grad student who was running it, I was a senior and I was like, he was like, he was like almost saying like, wait, is this like pointless? I was like, yes, it's pointless. And mm-hmm. I made a joke because they're like, okay, we have to do this event. And I'm like, cookies and connections. Each table has a cookie and there is different campus office. And then we did that event because that's how little we cared. I made a joke and real tuition dollars made my dumb joke that I didn't care about in reality. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Amazing. Um, I work at a university, so this is all very. Yep, that's exactly it. Cookies and connections. I'm going to use that next time someone needs an idea. Well, and then Mercedes also gets called out in fondue for two. What does oh, yes. she get called out for? Because she's like, isn't it true that you actually can dance? You just, you just wanted to park yes. and bark. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she gets no comment because Amber Riley had just won Dancing with the Stars oh. at this time. Yeah, thanks Glee Wiki for that one too. That yeah. is so yeah. funny. Nice. That's good because I was like, why would Mercedes pretend not to dance after Mr. Shu put her through booty camp? How? No, but when she's in the Trouble Towns, like she freaking she dances. dances. Yeah, dances because it, so. the, the choreography so of the New Directions. I, I it's like very healing to me but it is yeah. just step turn exactly step. like I <laughs> could very, do that choreography like <laughs> it's very classic show choir and then I would say trouble tones and especially like vocal adrenaline is more like neo show choir yeah choreography. Mm-hmm. so yeah um, but somehow new directions always wins yeah. <sighs> we talked about that last week <laughs> yeah. yeah um so yeah they're <sighs> They do. They, they're like, we're gonna sing "Defying Gravity." Yeah, the ultimate diva off. 
uh, Mercedes is like, yeah, I'm going to sing that. Rachel's like, no, you can't. That's mine and Kurt's and we're going to sing it. And then they decide that they're all three going to sing it. I'm like, how is this going to make this better? Because they're like, then Kurt Kurt's needs to do in, something. But then Kurt's like not in the vote. Yeah. Like, why did Kurt Kurt's, even sing it? Yeah. Like, why is he even there? Like, is it just know. because he was in the original? And then yeah. I thought, because they're setting up, they're doing it. You know, obviously it's panning back and forth between the three of them. And then I'm thinking those students had to sit through that song three, <laughs> three times huh? in a row imagine doing that twice in a row when it's rachel and kurt and then kurt like you know fucks up the note because whatever he yeah. says you know he yeah. had to an iconic glee moment though iconic. yeah three times in a row i <laughs> could not but no also, one even hit the high note i was pissed i know what is that why reinvent it if you're not going to do that i yeah any, it just seemed to find gravity without the high note it whatever it was kind of interesting though i sat there because i was like oh april rhodes Kristen Chandler, she's just sitting there watching someone sing a song from a musical she was in. No, no. How, how fun that must have been for her. Like, legitimately. It was like, oh, that, that must be kind of like a fun experience. And yeah. I do love, like, the core of Wicked is this positive, like, complicated, but, like, this female friendship. Mm-hmm. And this show is, this song is always taken and used as a diva off. And mm-hmm. they cut out the I hope you're happy parts. Yep. And the... Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, because no one hopes that the other person is happy. <laughs> Hashtag Glee hates girls. Tina said it first, and I will repeat it every episode of Glee Boot. Um, <laughs> so they they singing it. Kurt is in his Charlie Brown inspired outfit. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a choice. <laughs> it's a choice. Uh, Kurt, he was like, "What do I want to look like? I want to look like Charlie Brown as a gay sailor." <laughs> Wait, is it a reference to the fact that Kristen Chenoweth originated the role of Sally in Your Good Man Charlie Brown on Broadway? Yes. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> yes. Okay. <Wow. laughs> it just popped who, into my head. Who sent Ryan Murphy that idea? The original Avril Lavigne, not the clone. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the clone was like, hey, you need to cover my song about the dragon again. Yes. So there were two Avril Lavigne sending messages in this episode. That must have been really confusing. <laughs> no, but the, the one signs clone, like in parentheses, and the other says the cool. original. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, they're all part of the Illuminati, so they know it's fine. Um, I'm also an Avril Lavigne was replaced truther, so. <laughs> yeah. I saw a YouTube uh, video. It was very convincing. <laughs> Do you think Lee and Michelle can read? No, she cannot read. No. Okay, way. what is this? <laughs> Absolutely not. You got to look it up. There's a whole okay. compilation. Okay. Okay. Not going a rabbit hole tonight. <laughs> I think she can read, but I love okay. the theory. I think the evidence is strong that she can. The evidence is pretty strong. <laughs> I can't wait. I've never heard this. How is this never talked about on-, on the podcast? <laughs> have I have brought it up. No. Was it, was it one of your obscure references that nobody got? Maybe that's what it was. I was just like, oh, I don't know what that is. And then I just like plugged it out. But now I'm like, wait, there's a truther here about it. It's everybody's about to learn tonight. <laughs> I mean, her Instagram captions are pretty damning because she did just wear a green dress of the Oscars and the caption was green hearts. But there then Miranda multiple... Cosgrove did the same thing. And I'm like, but I feel like Miranda can read. 
there's multiple like there was like this thing where she was on Ellen and she was like cheating off of other people's papers and stuff like yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah references to tonight's book it is very deep. compelling yeah yeah but her book yeah. is also like a journal <laughs> there's a great joke in crazy ass girlfriend where the character is like i read a book once is mo- it was mostly pictures it's by Lee and michelle <laughs> <laughs> um okay so they do the diva off and they're gonna vote and there's scenes of rachel telling people to vote i think sam gets a line sam had like one line this whole episode yeah <laughs> so they're like flashing back and forth and they're like, Broadway, pop music, it's whatever. And then uh, they're about to vote. And Santana is like, some words about my friend Rachel Berry. They're remembering <laughs> this conflict. Um, and she's like, she is a horrible person. Um, there's not one person in this room she hasn't sailed down the river for a lead in a musical or a solo. And I'm like, true. And the other half, she doesn't remember their name. And then she's like, that's not true. And she's like, she points to Ryder. And I'm like, I barely remember Ryder's name. And I have a Glee podcast. That man is not memorable. Not what does she all. call him, Richard? This man. She calls him Rick. And I'm like, Rick. sure. He could be and Rick. And then he's like, he like, he like whispers. Like, His name's like, Ryder. Ryder. <laughs> and then we um, do not deserve to share the same name as an iconic Disney character. You're Rick now. Right. Rick. <laughs> he deserves right, to be Rick. Now so we're gonna true. call him Rick. Um, it's, okay. it's very uh like Larry, Gary, Jerry. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. Okay. He's so generic white boy name. What Sam said when he was in uh Rachel's, you know, Q and A, he said, "Why is it called Broadway if most of the theaters aren't even on Broadway?" <laughs> and I was like, "Now that's something, I guess." <laughs> And then he's also they made him write with his foot. Yeah. And he he's did like, it. They're like, he's what if we're already left-handed? In this episode. <laughs> so write with your left hand for anonymity. And she said, what if what if I'm already left-handed? That was right with your right feet. with your foot. <laughs> also, quick <laughs> reminder, where's Joe and Sugar? I know. <laughs> this has always been my qualm with Glee. They like don't like there's rules about high school you have to attend so many classes <laughs> where you are truant <laughs> like you can't just not be there but one week <laughs> now is glee class or is it a club oh yeah no i was just listening to one of y'all's episodes where you talked about this i've always been team both so much i think it's a I class think it is. and it's a club it's i think they be. go there yeah. whenever they have a free period but somehow everyone has the same free period and then they're also there like after school, before school, between classes. I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then uh, Rachel runs off to cry and Mercedes is like, you know, um, the voices of Puck or Quinn or Santana, all these people fuel me to, you know, work hard. Sometimes it's even you. And Rachel's like, I hate to think I'm one of your high school ghosts. I always thought we one were One of like, your tormentors. Your tormentors. And I'm like, I always and thought- And I was like, bitch, you tormented everyone. <laughs> She's you like, I always me. thought it was us against the world. When? When did that happen? Never. Like, I could buy that if she said that to Kurt. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, but what like, I also didn't get about the diva office, why didn't Kurt- kind of stand up for mercedes because he was friends with mercedes 
Yeah. They were like, like besties at one point. I read Bust a, the windows through your car. Yeah, I read uh, one of those horrible Glee confessions, but this had a good point oh, no. that said, you know, why didn't they have Kurt, Rachel, and Mercedes move to New York? Because they were all actually friends. And that would have made yeah. more sense than Kurt, Rachel, and Santana. Well, Santana and Rachel had a whole storyline at the end of season four. So emotional. Yes. Are we mm-hmm. in the season three? End of season three, where they yeah. were like, oh, why weren't we ever friends? Like, oh. And like Santana like puts up Rachel's picture in her locker or whatever. Yeah. And but then I think it's because Naya and Leah were like at odds. Like they were like, well, we can't just make them yeah. best friends. And we like that Santana's a bitch. So they just reverted right back. But yeah, there was a whole yeah. episode long bullshit about how they were like, why were we never friends? It's the whole thing is so bananas but yeah i just like it doesn't make sense that kurt wouldn't stand up for mercedes yeah but also i guess kurt's right in the middle of santana and rachel which apparently they're living together again well okay let's be honest if you were roommates which you're not he's not anymore he's not roommates with rachel right now yeah okay never mind what i said is null and void okay she makes a comment about someone shaves their stubble and it's not Lady Hummel. Okay. You know what? I didn't have to shave a lot when I was 19. I was, you know, but just because someone is gay doesn't mean they don't produce facial hair. And I, I do think the writers <laughs> of Glee don't know that. Um, well, I 100% think they think, oh, no, that's you're gay, you don't make facial hair, you know? But, and Ryan Murphy is like, then I must not be gay. Because <laughs> I'm sure he has facial hair. I think he, he does know. stubble. He doesn't understand it. It's just like something's coming out of my face. How's this happening? Um, I'm homosexual. But you know, they're all they're all living together. (laughs) They're all living together again because, like, I think it's implied that it's because they used to be roommates. I've lived with. Didn't they say something about like that? Like they're living together because Rachel's like, I live with them. Yeah, I live with that, and well, I think it's because you see Santana at work. Mm -hmm. Two of her jobs. I don't know. The whole conversation, the, the the way the lines are written just makes everything muddled. Yeah. Yeah. And just so like what Rachel was saying, though, about like that torment taking me back to high school, it actually made me feel for Rachel. And the first time in the Rachel Santana conflict, it, like you get to see why Rachel is being so like irrational. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like we talked about that in our episode that we kind of see that's probably why. Yeah. And so that made sense. But when she's like, yeah, you and me, Mercedes, I'm like, remember all the racist shit you said to Mercedes when Mercedes mm-hmm. wanted a solo or wanted to be Maria in West Side Story? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Mercedes tolerated you, girl. Like, you were not friends. No. Yeah. No. It, and it, it, there's nothing to support. <clears throat> like, it was always Rachel against everyone else. And also, like, paired with the Santana Rachel bullshit that we have to go through like this is just like they're being super unprofessional because they're adults now and they're adults in the professional world and like easily like this kind of stuff could get out and they'd be like you're acting like a baby like this is just the same behavior yeah like why do you care what a bunch of high schoolers think like who's better why do you care that your high school club is no longer a thing why okay, I, I get because it's so pivotal for them, but it is weird how how they're exo- like how they're just like worshiping it. Like yeah. it is like a worship. It is weird. Yeah, I feel if like my 
high school soccer team was disbanded. I remember when my coach threw his clipboard on the ground and stopped. Mm. And then I, yeah, and I wouldn't come back. There's not a single <laughs> single thing I was involved in in high school I would care if it didn't Neither, exist yeah. anymore. Like, nope. It's like, also because they aren't that far from it in terms of like, like when they graduated. Yeah. Geographically speaking. Geographically speaking, yes, constantly. but I'm talking about time-wise. And they, yeah, they're constantly going back. It's like, I get it, but I don't get it. But it's also like, it's stupid. No, it's nonsensical. And like shoe speech at the end did get me. Like, I know we already talked Mm -hmm. about it, but there's one line I wrote down and I just noticed he's like, we grew up in this glee club and that shit always pisses me off. They're always like glee club made me a man or like glee club is where I grew up. And I'm like, no, no. Also, no. you have not grown, you grown Will. Yeah, <laughs> we're thirty-five. <laughs> yeah. Also, none of these people grew up because they're still doing the petty same shit that they did really? when they were in high school. Yeah. yeah, they're standing there. They're like, all that matters is the approval of the people in this room. <laughs> and I'm like, um, exactly. You would care about Ryder's approval? I love doesn't it. know where the clit is. <laughs> Rick doesn't know where the clit is. Like, correct Sam, yourself. Sam thinks all black people know each other. <laughs> That's true. Oh. That was a thing we talked about. It's also, I just have to quickly say that I did laugh really hard when Ryder was like, Who are you going to vote for to Jake? And Jake was like, I'm torn. One of them's black and one of them's Jewish. I was like, oh. I remember that. Done. I loved that. That was so that funny. That was actually kind of funny. And it was funny, especially because that's the most development right Jake has gotten. Yeah, exactly. being black it's and like, Jewish. hey, remember that he's black and Jewish? Yeah, I just think of being that actor and like realizing that you're slowly getting written off the show and that's one of your last lines. <laughs> and like, so gotta make it count. Um, it. it was great <laughs> yeah so they're like eventually they decide we're not gonna do this we're not gonna vote you know who cares we're besties um <laughs> but at that point it's too late because everyone had already voted and then there's and Will's it's okay like, you tied and i'm like you it know we're gonna tie. do this i want them to be like okay rachel voters stay on this side mercedes voters stay on this side yeah i want yourselves out yeah, because i'm actually surprised like they just like hug i'm surprised rachel wasn't like well now i need to see who hates me yeah, yeah. Um, because they also referenced prom queen that her winning prom queen was fake because she said the two people that you hate most in the world me and quinn i'm like her and quinn are like friends um did it friends yeah Yeah. um and i'm like uh did that really happen was that a thing that happened on the show yeah Mm -hmm. okay hey here's something for rachel even though rachel has never expressed any interest in being prom queen um yeah santana and quinn had this big like showdown about it and then Quinn won by like two votes or something and then they're like you know what we don't care about this let's give it to Rachel yeah okay I remember now so then I don't know that's whatever I don't care we talked for so long about this episode I'm having a great time I'm having so much fun I'm having a great time but I think I think you're right like this is the one I hated the most the storyline it was just it it was pointless why do we need this it would have been great because Mercedes has this line like oh you're I want to be super rich and famous and I want you to be rich and famous I just want to be more rich and more famous and that was like cute whatever um but I would have loved if they came back and they're like how much time we waste in this choir room fighting over solos and being yes. divas yeah. when we're also Actual talented? Closure. When we're also talented in different ways, and like, you know what? We Let's just give a round of applause to Tina for making all our costumes all these years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Um, and also, uh, shout out to every woman in Glee for not being able to wear flats. Um, maybe Marley yeah. has, I don't know. <laughs> um, but like, they're all in these crazy heels. And like, just imagine even going to your high school. I guess I can't, like, I've never worn heels, but like, like, I'm going to put on like my best outfit to impress these 15 year olds. Like, yeah, it is weird. <laughs> like Quinn chose to wear pearls. Why? You're like, around stinky teenagers. You're not going to wear sweatpants. I get that. It's You're not going to wear Biff, though, because I feel like. Probably. But also, yeah. <laughs> when I think about if I were to walk into my old high school, even at 19, I would be terrified of these children laughing at me for an irrational reason. Yes. But like, you're literally putting so much like attention on yourself, one for being there and two for wearing pearls, wearing heels. Like you look ridiculous compared to these students wearing normal clothes. I would wear, like, I would again, Blend rather it. not be I'd in be a high school, this, but I'd, I'd be wearing like- up and I would be <laughs> silent. T-shirt, jeans, like t-shirt, jeans, sneakers. That's yeah, what you'd wear. Because you like, stick the most out like normal, a sore thumb and they're like, going to make fun of you behind your back because they're, they're children and teenagers. And they're going to be like, why is this a grown ass person? They're going to be here? like, sheesh. You know? you know what's even worse? I don't know. When you is. go to a high school that wears uniforms, so you can't blend in. Even if you oh, wanted to. Oh, that would be horrible. To. Oh. They're like, you nah. don't go here. Yep. <laughs> Not one of Don't us. forget your jacket, new kid. Moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Teenage Dream. Um, yeah. So they, yeah, that's the end of that shit. Okay. Uh, where are we? <laughs> da, da, da. Tina, Tina time. time. Does she have any lines? Two. Two lines. Okay. It, one was a very what are we doing, Mr. Shoe kind of line. And then I think mm. one was she taught me how to shot with me and my vagina. Oh, yes. Yep. Great okay, line, yep. though. Great, Great line. <laughs> um, so if I can think of any item I would want the least inside of me, I think meat would be up there because you eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's That's going inside you, you again. You eat it? Yeah. How about because it's full of bacteria and it's not cooked? Yeah. I assumed it was like lunch meat. Oh, that's not what I assumed. Interesting. I I don't know what I assumed. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But well, here's the thing. Was it like packaged and put up there? I would hope so, because There's you're no not going to get everything out there if you're just shoving ground chuck up there. It's going to, oh you're going to get like a yeast infection or maggots. Worse, maggots. Or worse. No, I've heard of people getting maggots in places because of using certain things as lubricants. Yeah, oh, God. that's okay. Uh, that's a thing that I didn't know. Now I know and I can never forget. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, wow. Tina, what Tina. a trooper. Yeah. Oh, toxic Tina. shock syndrome. That's what I was thinking. I want to like leave a tampon in too long. If we did this in the Glee book, they'd all be like, oh my gosh, we're going to have this view off. And Tina's like, actually, she turns off the lights. <laughs> it, there's black lighting. She does the super bass, I still believe, mashup all by herself. And she makes them all sit and watch. And then she <laughs> walks out. <laughs> She, they don't see her again until the graduation ceremony. And she is still in the Nicki Minaj wig at the graduation ceremony. Fascinating. <laughs> I love it. I'm obsessed. But she's texting Marley the whole time. Marley knows where she is because she knows Marley can keep a secret. Very true. 
True. Yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to the person who made the Glee confession that shipped Quinn and Marley. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, MVPs and LVPs. B. Yes. Who's your least valuable player? Um, I'm pulling it up to make sure I did not say it wrong. Okay. My least valuable player was April Rhodes. She fucking sucked in this episode. She was racist. She was homophobic. And she didn't even do her one decent thing, which was save the Glee Club. Maybe she'll redeem herself later. But for this episode, LVP. She sucked. I, I'm going to second that. I'm going to jump off of that and say that she was the worst because of something that mm. I didn't think of, but Colin pointed out that he's mad at April for literally no reason. Cause like, it's not her fault that she's being investigated by the SEC. Yeah. And he's the one that spent all the fucking money. So yeah. he sucks. He's like, you gave me hope. You spent all the money, yeah, bitch. You did the worst <laughs> thing you could is give me hope. And I'm like, there are worse things I could do. I'm literally quoting Grace, like, <laughs> fuck you. Um, I'm also going with Shu because he, yeah, for all of the same reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so bananas. Yeah. The I, stuff that the writers let him get away with saying or like I, force him yep. to say. I'm recording him saying that line and I'm sending it to the Biden administration. Um, <laughs> and just say hashtag student loans. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, like, okay, initial thought was, okay, Rachel, because she said she calls it you know, the lowly understudy. And I'm like, yeah. that is unprofessional. Oh, that yeah. is rude. And then I'm like, Santana, you know, you don't need to put this girl on blast. Like, everyone knows what she's like. And if they don't know her, like, they don't need to have that in their lives. You know, Um, you're just doing this to be a petty. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, April. Um, Yeah. The prep school boys thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, April. Yeah, I'm going with April. But who is your MVP? Okay, mine might be kind of a controversial choice, um, but I'm going with Santana because I really think her approach with Brittany and like her whole storyline with Brittany, like she really cared so much and was very like, it was just very personalized, I guess, to Brittany, you know, like nobody could have seen Brittany and pulled her out of that place except Santana. Um, And I also kind of love that she read Rachel the riot act because <laughs> Santana cuts a lot of people down who I don't think deserve it, but Rachel, but Rachel always deserves to be cut <laughs> yeah. down. So Rachel. I was not mad about it. I'm going to go with goop Holly holiday mm. because her presence was actually very refreshing. Hated happy, but honestly, like I love that she called out how dumb the idea, the whole idea of the episode was because it was, um, <laughs> I love that she's like, I know we have to finish our wine, but like, we also have to do something, but let's finish wine first. I love that. I loved her essence. I loved her, her new business idea. I hope it, hope it goes well for her. Went well, is going well still. I hope so. I'm going to go with Mercedes um, because I think that I really like the way that she handled Rachel in the bathroom when Rachel was having her breakdown. Um, and she was very kind about the whole thing. She, mm-hmm. she definitely could have been terrible because Rachel kind of deserved that, but uh, she wasn't. And she was more mature, like, more mature than she 
definitely had to be Mm -hmm. um, in that scene. Although she was definitely not mature towards the beginning of this storyline, but I'm kind of overlooking that because I feel like she's allowed to have some negative feelings towards Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Mercedes is once again, she's always the bigger person. Yes. She's Mm -hmm. always the bigger person. And that ties a lot into what we expect of Black women Mm. in society. Yeah, that's true. Um, They have to, they have to like, reach above and beyond to be treated at the same level as everyone else yeah um yeah i'm going with holly um because i really didn't like anyone else yeah like again the only characters i care about in glee at this point blaine sam and tina were just like extras um yeah britney was back and i guess i like britney but like she was fine i guess um yeah yeah uh holly Go goop. She came in. She shoved the jade egg up her vagina. I was say, speaking she of things conquered. not to shove up your vagina. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about music. Uh, we have Keep Holding On. We have Happy. We have Valerie. We have Raise Your Glass. Um, toxic. Toxic. Define gravity. Define gravity. There are so many songs. There's that, so like, many songs. They're so unmemorable. Yeah, <laughs> and they really are. And they're supposed to reinvent them, and it's like they I didn't. still don't remember them any better. In fact, I remember them worse. They're all like the same arrangement. Even I'm like reinvent mm-hmm. what? Exactly. <laughs> it's like the same arrangement, the same, same people. people singing. Yeah. Yeah. So you literally just listed off all of the songs, and I heard like two. Um, they went in one ear and out the other. Just That's a like great sign. For, yeah. Just like the episode. Yep. Yeah. What was your least favorite song? Okay, my least favorite. Okay. Um. Oh, no. Oh, no. Again. <laughs> the, the high note. The, the high note. Okay, you froze, but I think you're talking about Defying Gravity. God damn it. I, I had a different song choice at first, but I just changed it as we were talking because I think Defying Gravity has to be it for me because whether the high note, like you had three people sing it and not a single one of them did the high note. That's not a reinvention. That sucks. Yeah, they could have done like a cool harmony at the end with yeah. all three of them, but they decided not to. That would have been so cool. Yeah, that I'll second that because yeah, it's... they literally did the same thing they did before but put in mercedes who does some interesting runs but also happy sucks because i hate that song but i actually will go with (laughs) defiant gravity because yeah it wasn't reinvented yeah and that should be their bread and butter Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go with raise your glass Mm -hmm. because that where that was where april was at her worst um yeah. And I also really was put off by the empty champagne glasses. Like, yeah. <laughs> Where else to draw the line? We're strange pop. <laughs> Weirdest thing. I was like, why did, did, did they lose the budget on props this episode or something? <laughs> I just, it really took me out of the scene. Just the empty yeah. champagne glasses, damn it. <laughs> If the Wobblers could do it without props, they could have done it without props. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. necessary. Um, I'm going with Toxic. Mm. Because, like, 
yeah just i did i hated like okay let's watch these like nine nine i mean they're like 25 but like 19 year old right. girls like be sexy not even to seduce anyone not to do anything just to let's be sexy for 10 minutes or about three uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. toxic 10 minute version uh <laughs> britney's version <laughs> 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 yeah uh, yeah okay uh b what was your favorite song okay i uh okay so i i couldn't decide between valerie and toxic and i'll tell you why because you just said toxic was your least favorite and i respect that because you have a very good point um but the scene the original toxic with mr shoes singing it in the britney spears sex it's riot a good is reinvention. just so, just just Yes, everything in my body yeah. rejects that. So I did appreciate that it is a a um, tolerable version Wait, of toxic. They're trying toxic? to do justice to like one of the gay national anthems. Yes, yes, exactly. Like they Wasn't know they fucked it up. Toxic in front of a crowd, though. Yes. Yeah, the sex riot. Remember, they're like, oh, oh an God, that's so yeah. much worse. It's so bad. And Where's their Jacob outfits were horrible these days. They had like the little hats. Little vest. Yes, fedoras. Oh, it was awful. So for that, I say toxic, and then I just say Valerie because it always hits. That's one of my all-time favorite Glee songs. They could do it every episode. I wouldn't care. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did fast forward it, but uh, mean respect. I (laughs) I watched it. Prefer Valerie. I actually watched more Valerie than I did anything else. Like. It started, I was like, okay, and I fast forward a little bit, and then I saw like Britney was getting up and dancing. So I watched it basically from there on. So yeah. I watched the most of it. But yeah, it's it slaps. It's not different from the original, but I think yeah. like we kind of talked about how it does move the story along and actually it does end up kind of mattering. So right. Um, I'm also gonna go with Toxic because I sang to it. <laughs> That's usually a good sign. Um yeah. Yeah, and I really hated the costumes. I hated the costumes, but I feel like it's a good cover. And I do kind of like that it was uh, Quinn and Brittany and Santana, which was like, they were a pretty toxic threesome when, you know. (laughs) That's a good point. In in multiple ways. Yes. Um, So I feel like, if they had somehow like created if the costumes were different i think it would have been great it was yeah. it was yeah still my favorite mediocre performance during raise your glass <laughs> there is a moment where like quinn Britton and santana like get on the steps and they do like we're gonna do this moment and they do like this like little dance together this like whole unholy trinity dance and i'm like just imagine yeah. being those characters like oh my god okay we're gonna do this thing get on the steps we did it with the Anoli Trinity. Um, okay, uh, my favorite was Keep Holding On because I knew it. It's your favorite <laughs> song about a dragon. It's a dragon. It is like my favorite. Is it my favorite Glee song? I don't, it's up there. Oof. Yeah. Um, not this, this version? version. That's a big question. Okay. The other yeah, version, right? Version. Yeah, okay. with Finn and Rachel as the leads. Um, yeah, because that was like a big moment in Glee and it mm-hmm. meant a lot to Quinn. I wish anyone else sang it. Um, Tina <laughs> Literally sang it. anyone else? 
Um, a wood nymph, maybe. Um, <laughs> so, so, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Sue or something. Sue. <laughs> Sue you know what? I would take it. That would be an interesting. It's like she's singing this because she sees the route that Quinn is going down, and Sue's mm-hmm. like, no, you got to keep holding on, but look for it. We love dragons. <laughs> she's dressed as a dragon. <laughs> I was trying to put it together and I was like, dragons, you know. Dragons. They're all like dragon outfits. They have dragon puppets that Blaine made. Oh, no, puppets. Oh, perfect. Okay. All right. Um, B, thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun. You guys, thank you so much for having me. This was the best. It felt like therapy. I feel so like light now. Yeah, we'll we'll send you the bill and uh, okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, Where can the mail? Don't worry. <laughs> Where can people find you and Glee on the Rocks? Yeah, so um, we're at Glee on the Rocks on all the social medias, wherever you want to find us. Um, we also have a Patreon page where we do like mini episodes. Um, so you can like, you know, literally pay for a month, listen to them all and then not if you want to. But we go a lot more into like the fandom side and um, talk a little more freely about our experiences with Glee um, and some of the the things that we've seen <laughs> through, uh, throughout the years. Um, we also like... We're, we're going to soon like delve into some of our fandom experiences. Like I went to Darren Chris's like listen up tour, Emily and Mandy like saw him in Hedwig on Broadway, which was very Ooh. cool. I didn't get to do that. So um, yeah, that's kind of the, you know, that's kind of our take on Glee. A lot of times is uh, being in and around it when it was in its heyday. So yeah. And then if you guys want to follow me, um, my Instagram is be kind underscore rewind be with two E's be kind underscore rewind. Um, but yeah, so thanks you guys so much. I hope you come over to Glee on the Rocks, uh, cousin podcast to Glee Boot. (laughs) (laughs) We're keeping it in the family. That's right. Um, You can follow Glee Boot on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We are at Glee Boot Pod. You can also find us on Tumblr, gleebootpod.tumblr.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Colin of Rafter. And you can follow me on Instagram at a.m.swearingen. B so picked long. right up so on long. that. <laughs> the gap to dance I was like, too. oh, it's a, it's a wrap. Okay. <laughs> All right. Again, okay. thanks so much for coming on. I think next week they finally graduate. Uh, In the middle of the season? Let them? Well, yeah, because okay. remember, this is still technically the end of season four school year. Because <laughs> it's like season five is, this is why no one remembers it because it's like, it's the chaos year, but then they're all in new york and then they go back to mckinley and so why <sighs> i'm excited for potentially having guests who've never seen glee before to come onto the new york yeah. stuff and be like wait isn't this a show about high school glee club <laughs> and we're like, like yes <laughs> and that's where like everybody fell off because they were like what <laughs> what yep. is this so, but we're keep it. holding on <laughs> Like Safira and Aragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're flying through the air. Yeah. And, you know, he could fall off. He doesn't have a saddle like uh, yep. Hiccup does. Maybe she was referring to how Aragon kept holding on to his crush on that elf girl who was very not into him. 
Could be. Mm. I did know someone who said that elf girl was his ideal woman. And I was like, why? She has no character traits. (laughs) (laughs) That's how he likes them. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, Glee Boot. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I love it. Glee Glee Boot.